Well, good morning, 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 good morning. Let's get this show on the road. Let's get this party started. Good morning. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of uh, music to start our day. Let's happen to our first song, and we're going to get this thing on started. Amen. Let go. Oh, 
Come on, put your hands together. Come on now, put your hands together. Let's worship. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, bless God. Bless God for this beautiful Monday morning. Hallelujah. One last time. Uh huh. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's just bless God for this beautiful Monday morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today. Whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meeting with the right people, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little, you know what I'm saying, with all the right stuff, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravation, irritations, and frustrations, because guess what? God going to be God, but you got to trust in him, rely on him, depend on him, and guess what? All things going to work on together for your good. With that being said, Let's go ahead and tap in. Let's tap into the word of God. Let's tap into some prayer real quick. Because y'all know me. I don't believe in starting my room unless we pray. I believe in covering our week, our day, our month in prayer. And since it's the first Monday of the month, we kicking off Black History Month and all that other good stuff. So let's just go ahead and take a moment to not only cover our day, but let's go ahead and cover our week. Let's cover our month so we can go into this month, prepare for everything that God has for us. Let's go ahead and put something into the atmosphere so we can be planning as far as this month goes so we can be grounded and we can be rooted in what God has called us to be. Because guess what? I don't want to be distracted in this month. This is going to be a month where, guess what? A lot of tension is going to rise. There's going to be a lot of confusion amongst communication. But guess what? I believe by faith that as I stay focused, as I stay strong, as I stay determined on what determined to be focused on what God has called me to be focused on, guess what? I will not be distracted. I will not be delayed because discernment is a real thing. But let's go ahead and tap into prayer really quickly. And then we coming right right back is that all right all right let's go let's go hallelujah to god father we thank you father god we thank you father god we thank you for your grace your mercy your loving your peace god we thank you right now oh god just for waking us up on this morning god giving us the activity of our limbs god we thank you right now god that you woke us up this morning with a roof over our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for cars. God, we thank you for, for food in the refrigerator. God, we thank you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, God, sales and commission. God, we thank you, oh God, just for everything that you've done. God, even as we came closest to death, God, you did not allow death to overtake us, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you allowed us to arise on today, oh God, with a sober mind, a fresh mind, a mind that wants to be a blessing to you and your people. God, we bless you on today. Father, even as we go forth and today, oh God, we take this moment, oh God, to reverence you, to honor you, to give our time back to you as a tithe to you. Father, we, oh God, give our time back to you, oh God, in honor of all that you are and all that you're doing in our life. God, we ask that you will continue to move in our life. Allow the Holy Spirit to continue to stir up the gifts that are within us, oh God. Holy Spirit, have your way in our life on today. And Jesus, we continue to thank you for dying on the cross for our sin that we may still be considered righteous even on today. God, we bless you now. We bless you now. And we also take a moment to repent of every sin, transgression, and iniquity. Father, anything that we may have done to offend you, oh God, anything we may have done, oh God, to cause you, oh God, to, to, to feel some type of weight concerning us, oh God, we ask that you'll remove those things, oh God. God, we ask that you'll remove all things, oh God, that cause other people to feel some type of way about us, oh God. We ask that you, oh God, cause healing and restoration and forgiveness to uh, wander in the land right now in the name of Jesus. Father, if there's any person that we have harmed, sinned, 
sinned against, offended, shamed, oh God, or abused God, or anything, oh God. We ask that you allow them for, to forgive us just as much as we forgive those people that have harmed us, that have sinned against us, that has wronged us, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you allow peace to reside in our heart, oh God. Allow peace to reside in our mind. Allow our mind and our heart to come into unity with one another on to good day, oh God. That we'll be able to walk into unity with the word of God and the will of God. That we'll be aligned with your word and with your will. In Jesus' name, we thank you, oh God, for restoring our passion on today, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for blessing the work of our hand, causing it to be fruitful, prosperous, and productive. We thank you, oh God, for giving us authority within our feet that everywhere we go, we should have dominion power, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for touching our mouth and anointing our tongue, that everything we speak shall be the oracles of God. We thank you, oh God, for anointing our eyes and ears, that we may hear and see in the realm of the spirit. And we bless you now, that even as we go throughout this week, this shall be a prosperous week. This shall be a week of supernatural breakthrough, abundance, breakthrough, miracles, blessings, and wonders. And we thank you now, God, because it is so. Even as we pray, we believe by faith and it's in jesus name we thank you amen amen and amen now wherever you are just receive that for yourself receive that for yourself god we thank you now God, we thank you now for your grace. We thank you now for your blessings. We thank you now for all that you're doing. God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. God, we thank you. Father, we surrender our life to you on today. We surrender our mind to you on today. God, we surrender this month to you on today. Father, as this is the fifth day in the second month of this year, God, we ask that you'll have grace on us. God, throw your weight around in our life. Do what only you can do. And we'll forever give you the glory. We'll forever give you the praise. And wherever you are right now, I want you to lift up your prayer request. Whether that's for your job, whether that's for your children, whether that's for your marriage, whether that's for your family, whether that's for your money, whether that's for your home. I decree and declare that this shall be a month that things shift for you. Yeah, God, we thank you for the favor of this month. We thank you for the grace of this month. We speak it by faith. On the fifth day of this month, we decree and declare that this shall be a month of grace. We thank you for supernatural grace. We thank you for the abundance of your grace. Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. Yes, God. Elohim, El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikhanu, Jehovah Makadash, we thank you for your healing, for your power, for your glory, for your glory, God, for your glory. We honor you now. And we thank you. God, we thank you. We thank you. God, let all things work together for our good on this week. And let no weapon formed against us be able to prosper. Ooh, and we give you glory. Good morning, everybody. Come on. Good morning. Let's just give God praise. Wherever you are, just honor him right now. I'm telling you, he's a good God. I'm telling you, he's a good God. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good right stuff. Because I believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, all things tend to work together for your good. With that being said, listen. 
this out, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and cut to another song really quickly so I can ping some people in, so I can get my people in here, let them know that we're live, that we're actually doing what we're supposed to do. And we're going to come right, right back. I don't know how I did that, but Lord have mercy. All right, let's go ahead and cut to this next song. And then we're coming right back. Since it's New Music Monday, listen, I'm playing all new songs for you guys today. I'm playing all new songs for you guys today. And make sure you go to our Facebook page. Make sure you go to our Instagram. Make sure you go to our website so you guys can stay up to date on all the new music, on all the new gospel songs, so you can add it to your playlist at home and all that other good stuff. Amen? Amen. This next one is from Ja'Kayla and Carr. It's called You Carry Me. And we're coming right, right back with the scripture of the day. Let's go. Thank you. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, so we're working out. Whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because y'all know me. I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, with a little Holy Ghost, with the right conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good stuff, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravation, irritations, and frustrations, no hangups and headaches, because you're definitely going to have some of those, because people going to pee People gonna people and life gonna life, but God is always gonna be God, and you just gotta trust in Him, rely on Him, depend on Him. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? He gonna work those things out for you. Amen. Amen. With that being said. It's time for us to go ahead and get into the scripture of the day. Yeah, I know me. I just believe in getting into my word every day. Just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I believe in getting into my word. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna, like, I don't know about y'all, but I ain't, I ain't always in it all the time because I slip up sometimes too. Sometimes I be having stuff to do too. So I don't be always in it. But guess what? I try to take a little bit of moment out of my day to tithe my time back to God by reading his word. Amen. Notice I said tithe my time back to God because oftentimes preachers want to encourage us, oh, get money, get money, get money. You're not even good ground. Oh, let me not. Oh, I was shouldn't have said that. Anyway, um, but yeah, so sometimes I'd rather tie my time to God than try to give my money to somebody who's trying to trick me out of giving to God in some way that he'll need. I'd rather give my time to God. You know what I'm saying? Not saying I don't give God, you know what I'm saying? Because I be blessing the people. But at the same time, every day you should take a moment to tie your time to God. That shows that not only are you able to honor him with your talent, with your treasure, but also with your time. That's one thing that we don't get back in life. We don't get back time. We can get back treasure. We can get back talent, but we don't get back time. So every day, try to take a moment to just tie your time back to God. With that being said, though, let me go ahead and get to the scripture of the day. Motivation a minute for you, and I might have another one, depending on who else pop into this room. Because guess what? Y'all know I'm used to hosting the show for a whole hour by myself. And then after that hour, you just, it, that's just it. It's going to be like Wendy Williams. You're going to host for an hour by myself. And then after that, we just going to play hopscotch or watch Uno or listen to music or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, we're going to have to thug it through. <laughs> but no, let me go ahead and get to the scripture of the day for real. The scripture of the day today comes from Psalm chapter number 33. Psalm number 33, starting at the fourth verse. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Um, yeah, the New King James Version. Um, and this is four through five. And this, of course, this is brought to, brought to you by BibleGateway.com. And of course, I never really picked a scripture or anything. It just popped up. Amen. So we're just going to go for it today. It says... For the word of the for the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. His he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of goodness of the Lord. I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna stop right there because that's all it gives me, and then I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read it one more time for you. It says, "For the Lord, for the word of the Lord is right." And his works is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to go ahead and get my disclaimer just like each and every day here on Waking Up with the Prophet. I tell you that I'm nobody's senior pastor, doctor, theologian, expert, but I am the prophet of God sent to decree and declare the word of God unto you. And on today, I'm just going to repeat what the word says. That God is right. The word of God is right. And all his works are done in truth. Because God loves justice and God loves righteousness. And if we look into the earth, we'll see that the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. I know oftentimes we try to feel like that there is so much bad going on. There is so much negativity going on. But I want you to change your perspective. I want you to switch the lens. I know most of y'all got children on here and they got games. They got video games. If you ever played a video game on the controller, you can press a button called like R1, L1, R2, L2, or X, or O. And guess what? One of those buttons will give you the ability to change your perspective, to change your view. Sometimes we have to change our perspective and change our view of how we're looking at the things in the earth. But the Bible says that the word of the Lord is right and all the works that God has done in the earth, it is true. He loves his righteousness and he loves justice. And guess what? If we continue to look at what's going on in the earth, we'll understand that the goodness of the Lord is going on in the earth. The goodness of the Lord is dwelling on in the earth. Change your frequency change your tone, change your perspective, change your opinion, because guess what? The goodness of the Lord is operating in the earth. I'm going to stop right there. Amen. That's all I got for you on the day. I ain't going to be deep. I ain't going to be preaching, because that's what we got all these other people that come in here all late for, you know what I'm saying? Trying to be deep and prophesying all the other good stuff. You know what I'm saying? We let all the preachers come in here and do what they need to do. And then we out of here, because this Monday, you know what I'm saying? We got an amazing week ahead. I don't know what y'all weather look like, but we're going to find out in a second, because it look a little gloomy over here. But guess what? That don't matter to me, because guess what? No matter how dark it is, I'm going to still shine. Amen? Amen. You need to keep that same perspective. Listen, like I said, it's New Music Monday, so we cut into all the new music today. Um, of course, there was a song by Ja'Kalen Carter that I just played, You Carried Me. Um, I'm going to cut to my next one by CC Winans. CC Winans be on her CCM type of thing. I don't know what CC be on, but CC Winans be on her CCM music. And I ain't going to cap. I ain't even mad at it because it's actually good. She be sounding real good. But I see why her audience and her longevity still like producers. She don't just cater to black people. And I think that's what a lot of black people got to understand. You can't just cater to black people, especially if you want to be rich now. Especially if you want to have a little money, you can't just cater to black people. Because black people. Oops, let me cut to my next song. Uh, it's Monday. We finna go ahead and start off with another great song from CeCe Winans, a legend. And then we coming right, right back. All right? All right, let's go. Is it going to play?
Now Jesus be offense. Now Jesus be offense on the little mare's go on, on the little mare go round cross. See, you all trying to just embarrass me. What what happened? You don't want to play no more. You in your feelings on a Monday? Okay, you remember make JY tell a joke? It's on the weekend still, boss. Jesus be offense. <laughs> be offense. Look, you remember make JY tell a joke? Okay. Offense, uh, you gonna play? Or you gonna not play? Okay, now she wanna play. All right, so never mind, JY. You don't gotta tell a joke. I was gonna say, let's let me, let me make JY tell a joke so we can start the time. <laughs> But no, let me cut to this song and then we're coming right back. Let's go. That's my rock. 
Oh my God, come on now. Really? You just come, you just gonna buffer in the middle of the song like that? Really? Okay, okay. You know what, Lord? You know what, Lord? We're gonna do it like this. In Jesus' name. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. You are now tuned in to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and uh, a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good, great stuff. Because I believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, yeah, all things tend to work together for your good. You know what I'm saying? Not saying you ain't going to have no ups and downs, bumps and bruises, aggravation, irritation, frustration, because you're definitely going to have some of those. You know what I'm saying? Some people going to people like your life, but trust God to be God and all things going to work out for your good. With that being said, yeah, we back to it. We back to it. I'm sorry. My computer was finna start acting stupid, and it's because I got too much storage. I got to free up some storage, like literally. I uh, 237 GB gigabytes, I guess. Uh, of storage on my thing used up already and i gotta free up some so i don't know what's going on but yeah we're gonna have to figure that out in just a moment um yeah we just gonna have to figure that out in just a moment it is what it is 
probably because I got all these tabs open. I was really working real, real hard this weekend. But it is what it is. Let's go ahead and check in. Um, I was trying to get my computer reset, but it was what it was. I'll do it in a second. Um, but good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's time for us to check in. And y'all know how we check in each and every day here on Waking Up with the Prophet. We check in with our three daily questions. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you start your day off? You know what I'm saying? On a scale of one to ten, you know what I'm saying? Or one to five. Five being, you know what I'm saying? Five star Uber driver type of thing. One being, you know, not feeling your best, you know what I'm saying, type of thing. Hey, let us know, because the whole point of the show is to make sure that you feel better by the end of it. If you're on a one, we hope that by the end of the show, you're at least on a three. If you're on a three or four, we hope by the end of the show, you're on a four. If you're on a five, ham and cheese, we hope that by the end of the show, you're on a ten. You know what I'm saying? Just because we believe by faith of encouraging people, supporting people, motivating people, helping people get their day started the right way. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. And then we were just going to get it started like that. You know what I'm saying? Pull to refresh here. You guys are on the stage. If you haven't already, go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and ping some people in the room. And we can get the thing kicked off. Amen? All right. Prophet, it's on you. All right. Well, good morning. I hope y'all can hear my little background music. Um, I hope it ain't too loud. Well, I hope y'all can hear it in this season. Um, but I'm having a good day. I'm on about four right now. It's raining. Well, it's not raining, but it was raining last night, so it's kind of, like, you know, clearing up. They said it's supposed to rain a little bit more today, um, and I'm not really looking forward to it. At the same time, it's a Monday. I don't really have too much to do on Mondays, for real, for real, but chill in the house and do recaps and stuff like that. Like, I have to do my recaps for my for my this weekend. I have to do church recaps and follow-ups. So, yeah, I'll probably be in the house doing that all weekend. Right now, I'm going to be all weekend, but all weekend. Uh, right now, the uh, the weather is about 40 degrees, high of 56. And yeah, like I said, I'm probably going to be chilling in the house most of the day. Um, ain't no weather right, I mean, ain't no breakfast right now because, yeah, I ain't, I ain't eating yet until y'all start cooking. I went grocery shopping this weekend though, but hey, I ain't going to start eating until y'all start talking and whatnot. When y'all start talking, I'll start eating. Um, but that's about it for me. Um, I had a pretty decent weekend. We're going to talk about the weekend rewind as we go. But I had a pretty decent weekend. was able to sit back and plan for this week, actually, which is real, real good. Um, like, I really have all week planned out, which is good for us to have conversation. Um, just so we can have a, you know, direction of where we want to go. As well as, you know, a good bit of the month. I have some ideas that I want to, you know, throw out there for the month as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to some great things. Um, but that's about it right now for me. Um, like I said, I'll tell y'all more about my weekend as we go forth. Um, of course, I had to work for Great Goose this weekend, but end up having to switch. That was stupid. Didn't really like that, but it is what it is. I still got that bag. Um, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Like I said, put the refresh. See what you guys are on the stage, and we're going to go in that order. Starting with my boy, JY. JY, it's on you, sir. Good morning, everyone. I'm actually getting ready for work uh, right now. Uh, we sitting at 52 degrees with a high of 62 today. Um, I had a little bit of yogurt for breakfast. Um, I'm on a good four and a half right now. My stomach's bothering me, but uh, God is still wonderful. Um, I don't know if this is going to be part of the hot topics, but I've been looking at researching about this restaurant out here in Dallas uh, that Keith Lee went to and the lady took all their money. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that or not, but... Uh, I think that'd be a cool thing to touch on. The Keith Lee experience, if those of you don't know who Keith Lee is. Oh, you know about it too? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, TT, yeah. That's the first, that's the quickest grand opening, the cl grand closing I ever heard in my life. But uh, yeah, man, I'm all, I'm all for the stuff today. Uh, as long as I can, I got to be here in, in about an hour. So, uh, but uh, love y'all. Uh, I'm done. Oh, I'm on mute. I'm sorry. JY, you got to tell me about the job, the new job. What time you got to be there? I got to be there at 9, you know, all the I-9 stuff. I was looking for my passport. I found it. But, yeah, I got to do all that, you know, new okay, stuff, okay. whatever. So, and the crazy thing okay. about it, this other company that want to talk to me, he wanted me to meet with them on Tuesday. Um, and this is a really, really good, 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 good. So, I don't know, man. I'm in a weird state of mind. Like, what do I do? What do I do? But, yeah, I took this job. I ain't going to turn down the money. But, uh, yeah, man. I don't know if you heard about that lady yet. It's called Sweetly Seasons in um, Dallas. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a big ordeal. And I think Ebony probably heard about it. Ebony know about it. Ebony know about everything. She found out about everything. If she ain't her ear ain't to the street, she got someone else ear to the street. <laughs> so I'm done. Yeah. She be knowing what's going on, bro. Then you know, she's going to catch her by surprise. I know one thing. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh, listen, I done heard of it a little bit. I ain't really followed up on it too much because y'all know I don't try to follow up on stuff too much. Um, like when y'all send me stuff like that, Julie used to be, you know what I'm saying? I'm a news girl, but she be working so much, you know what I'm saying? But unless y'all really send it to me, I don't be paying attention to it too much. Like I said, I was kind of working um this weekend trying to put most of the curriculum together, so I was catching up on some stuff that I did see on social media, but it was more so focused on black history stuff. Now, I definitely want to, um, I want y'all to tell me about it when we get to that segment, you know what I'm saying? Like, tell me more about it, because all I heard was the lady gave $4,000 to him. I mean, he gave $4,000 to the people and the owner took it. It was supposed to be like a tip to everybody. That's all I know. But hey, yeah, uh, Ebony, I'm going to throw it over to you real quick so we can um, check in, you and Keith, and then we're going to cut to a song break, and then we can come back and jump into news on topic. But Ebony, so you do 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 do. Hey y'all, good morning. It is 35 degrees here in the DMV. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be up to 49. Um, both of my kids are home today. Um, I am going You going low? What happened to you? Come back. Can you hear me? Huh? Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm on like a two out of five because I'm a little irritated. Um, somebody did something genuinely nice for me Saturday. Um, you know, her knowing all the things I've been carrying. She said, hey, let me take you out. Let me uh, get your pedicure. Da, da, da. So yeah, I was, same. Got the feet done. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get my nails done at the same time. Wasn't expecting her to pay for it. She paid for it anyway. Um, we were talking about what we was going to eat for dinner, whatever. She sent me money for food. Like she genuinely treated me Saturday and like, it was amazing. Like nobody's ever done anything that nice for me. And at a time like this, like it was really amazing. Y'all, why did I get a text message from her yesterday saying, Hey sis, I just tested positive for COVID. I said, you gotta be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. So the one time somebody does something genuinely dope for me, you have now exposed me, my two kids. Now, their, their exposure is fairly limited um, because they were both gone when I was with her. I got them both back Sunday morning. So Roman would have a little more exposure than Rain. Uh, but you exposed us 
to this. Two preemies who can't afford to be sick. And now I can't go around my husband until I know what's going on with me. So I rushed on DoorDash because the tests I had were expired. Brought tests from CVS. Tested last night. Negative. I'm a test again today. But I woke up with the stuffed up nose. And that just really drove me crazy. So I'm going to test a little bit later today just to kind of give it some time. But I'm thoroughly irritated because if it's true... That means I can't go see my husband for the rest of the week. That means me and my daughter will be home for the rest of the week. And I'm just genuinely irritated. So I need y'all to pray that this thing is negative because I don't have time. I do not have time. Uh, Way too much to do. Um, As you guys know, I'm my husband's main caregiver. I'm the main one advocating for him. And it's kind of hard to do that from home over the phone. So, yeah, I'm irritated. I'm irritated. So y'all just pray for me that it turns out negative. Um. But my daughter's acting fine. My son is fine. Um, yeah, I'm irritated, though. I can't lie. So, uh, get ready to eat some waffles. Probably have a little bit of iced coffee. Um, now that the consecration is over, I can get back to my Pepsi and my coffee. Um, so, I probably have some iced coffee. Um, and, yeah, that's probably going to be that. Whenever you're ready to talk about that whole Dallas situation, I got you. Um because I, I know I know the ins and outs on that. It was all up and down my timeline. So one night I ended up just going down the TikTok hole um, <laughs> and just figuring it out all of it. So whenever you're ready, I'll be ready to talk about it. All right, man. So we're going to hop into that uh, daughter news and hot topics because I had nothing. Like, I ain't know about it. I've been hearing about it, but I ain't really been paying attention to it. And y'all know Keith Lee came to Atlanta and stirred up some trouble too. But it went, I don't think nothing like that. So... Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it in just a second. Uh, Key, good morning, sir. It's on you. Shout out to Key. Yeah, he got a single coming out. Key, come on, sir. Good morning, everybody. Um, So it is 41 degrees here in Columbia, South Carolina, high 58, low 40. Um, It's cloudy. And uh, I'm okay for the most part as far as – uh. Emotionally, I'm probably about a five, but uh, in my body, I feel somewhere around a two or a three because um, I don't know if I ate the wrong thing or whatever the case is, or maybe I didn't eat enough. I don't know what's going on, but um, or maybe I could be sleepy or maybe a combination of all three. But um, yeah, so it's I'm just kind of iffy this morning as far as where I feel, but you know, emotionally, I feel great. Um. As for breakfast, I am not sure. There is a fried chicken somewhere in here, and um, I'm gonna eat it. Praise God! And about uh, now, there's about a it. fried chicken somewhere in here, and I'm gonna it's eat somewhere it. in here, and I'm gonna eat it. Thank you, Lord Praise Jesus. God, man of God. <laughs> not supposed to have it, but I'm gonna have it this morning because I don't see, feel like nah, cooking. Nah, see now, nah, uh-uh, Keith, now. Nah. I was I was working with you up until you said you were supposed to have it. Well, anything fried automatically, you know, you weren't supposed to have. But however, you know, it's been a while. I'm just gonna do it today. Um, Lord, cover me the rest of the week, but I'm gonna do it today. Um, other than that, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> Appreciate you, Keith. Go ahead and do me one favor. Give me a proper commercial on this um single. Come on, give me give me a plug real quick on the single. So yeah, he knows it's gonna be released everywhere um digitally on February the twenty third. 
Um, I'm really excited about right it. Away. Who is who, who? What is he knows? My very first musical single from my live recording um, that I had last year at the end of last year. Um, he knows is one of the songs on the album that's being released first, and um, it is uh, featuring Minister Notori Darby, which is an awesome singer here in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, from All Nations Church of God in Christ. Um, so yeah, everyone on twenty on the twenty third, if you could just please support, download it. All Nations Church of God in Christ. Yeah, there's an All Nations Church of God in Christ. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't under Matthew Stevenson, is it? No, 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 no. Okay. It's separate. Okay. Separate. But um, yeah, everyone, just go support. Thank you so much in advance. Definitely. And tell me, tell me the, the release date again, Keith. February the 23rd. I did send you the flyer. Oh, yeah, you did. You did. But I had to write it on my calendar. I'm writing it right now. Keith's Lee new release. Did you say Keith? No, I'm not. I know your name, Tisdale. Keith Tisdale song release. All right, y'all know I got one of them big, um, them big principal calendars. You ever been went to your school, uh, your uh, child? Uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all ever been to y'all child's school and went into the principal office or the teacher's office or went to a business person's office? They got that big calendar desk. Yeah, that's what I got. One of them big calendar desks where I gotta flip the page over for the next month to write on it. Yeah, so I had to write on it that way. But I see Mama Lynn in here. Mama Lynn, um, I see you to drop yours in the chat. So I'm assuming you can't talk right now. Or can you check in? Can you check in or can you not check in? Okay, I'm assuming you can't check in right now. So, JY, if you, you on the phone or just say you on the phone? You say you on the phone where y'all at, too? Okay, well, I'm going to throw it over to Elder Dunn, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to let JY check in for El, uh, for Mama Lynn. Elder, how you doing this morning? Good morning. Doop. Good morning. It is 31 degrees here in the city of Toledo, Ohio. As always, I'm on a five because I woke up on the wake-up list. Glory to God. Um, good weekend. Did a lot yesterday as far as around here in my home. Uh, my daughter's doing better day by day. I was just going to ask how your daughter doing. Mm. She's doing much, much better. Uh, from the beginning of it to now, we understood it was a spiritual attack. So God is faithful. God is faithful. And I'm good. Breakfast uh probably going to be water because usually I don't eat breakfast. Uh, kind of stay in that mode. Uh, getting ready for work. And hopefully today will go smoothly and quickly. I prayerfully believe that it'll go quickly. Uh, tax season's been a little slow. Been a little, it's been slow. Being they still sending them W-2s. That's what it is. They need to go ahead and send mine. I need all of them. They, they, their deadline was to have it sent out by the 31st. Of when? January? Um, January. 31st or the last working day in January whichever is the later and so hopefully it'll come a little steady more steady uh but pretty much for me in the walmart it's been you know on and off a little slow it's usually probably busier on the weekend 
Other than that, God is good. Okay. Well, all right then, Elder. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate you so much. And listen, if y'all in the audience, y'all can also do like Mama Land. Drop y'all check in in the chat. Let us know where y'all listening from. That's why I be going live because they be like engaging on live and on Instagram and stuff like that. But yeah, if you in the room, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can drop y'all check in in the chat. Let us know how y'all feeling. It look like JY still on the phone, so I'm going to go ahead and read Mama Lens. I can't Good morning. Good. Good morning. Oh, there you go. <laughs> go for it, JY. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm on a 10 today. <laughs> Breakfast is coffee with friends vanilla and water. The weather is 37 degrees with a high of 59 degrees. I don't even know how in the world she get that um degree symbol on there. I haven't figured that out yet. And I'm kind of <laughs> I consider myself text savvy. It's an Android. She got an Android. Right. Oh, that's how. Okay. Right. That you got sense. you got Android. All right. Let me go back to character. <laughs> the weather is thirty-seven with a with a high of fifty-nine. Have a blessed and great day, and I'm gonna leave it right there. I love y'all. <laughs> it's I love y'all at the end for me. <laughs> Perfect, JY. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> Listen, again, if you're in the audience and you're in the room, feel free to engage with us. Drop y'all check-in in the chat. Let us know where you're listening from. If you're on a one to five, you know what I'm saying? Let us know how you're feeling this morning. If you eat breakfast this morning, let us know what you're eating. Because I don't know why folks don't be eating breakfast. Like, y'all know, they taught y'all in elementary school. Breakfast is the po- first and most important meal of the day. So get up and fix you some breakfast or something. You don't eat no breakfast. You be eating leftover oxtails and tilapia and all that. That's breakfast, JY. I guess, whatever. That's weird. I mean, hey, as long That's as you weird. get up and eat something, it's breakfast. I woke up yesterday with some leftover steak from the night before and put some eggs and rice with it. But people eat steak and eggs for breakfast all the time. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Your choice. You do it. But I want to hear my mama, Lynn. I do love the other dad. I don't know. If she came in late. And she ain't put her check in in the thing, and we started talking. And she jumped in. We like all the way deep in the conversation. You know, my and mama. She wanted to check in. She her check in. <laughs> we like two hours in the conversation. Like, and I think people should do this in the church. Da, 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 da. She said, "Good morning, good morning, good morning." Let me I'm start off by saying, "Let's do a whole check in first. I love Bobby Lynn. Bobby Lynn, we gotta get to the headshot so I can throw you on the flyer real quick because people will love you. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna cap. I ain't think people actually engage with the inner, uh, the Spotify engagement, but people actually be engaging with the Spotify engagement. When I put questions the other days and different polls and people actually engage with that and leave comments. So, yeah, Mama Lynn, you like Pastor Charles. They actually be liking you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Money B, my ghetto gangster. What up? Go ahead and check in this morning. How you feeling? It's the fact that in her picture, it's her, her head turned to the side. Like she finna just jump at somebody. Like I'm her. feeling okay, not too much. <laughs> like you just look like you just finna knock somebody's head off a new picture. Good morning, it's early. That's all I got for right now. Okay. I don't know, it's early. It's like seven twelve here. Amen. It feels like it's cold outside the beverage. So I'm assuming it's cold today. What time it is down at six o'clock? I just said it's seven twelve. Oh, okay. 
surprised she up this early. That's I'm usually up at up. I'm usually up at five thirty six o'clock. Um, Are your but, kids gonna go to school? Yeah, they gotta go to school. Okay. So we're about to get them up and get them ready. And um. Monday, what you what you on? What's your scale from one to five today? What you on? What's my what? What's your, what's your mood today on a scale of one to five? Negative two. Not a negative two. Jesus Christ. I am not in the mood. I'm on <laughs> foolishness. And I pray that nobody tries it with me today. Well, we pray that nobody tries it with you today either. Mm-hmm. Pray they strength, not mine. <laughs> they going to need it. They gonna need it today. It's like somebody took her tip money too. You said what, Jy? So like somebody took your tip money too. Mm-mm. <laughs> I got my Grammy. <laughs> well, listen. Let's go ahead and cut to it really quickly. I want to hop to y'all know it's New Music Monday, so I like to get all my new songs out. And Doe just came out with another song, and y'all know I love Doe because Doe came out. Who? Doe, D-O-E. I just Doja Cat, oh, like okay. my demon song. Oh, God. No, no, no. He's talking about Doe, D-O-E. Yeah, I was about that's... to leave this room because, like I said, <laughs> I'm not Doja What? I said, he's like, clearly okay. playing right now. <laughs> uh-uh, I'm not playing with you, Zay. Uh-uh, we ain't doing that. Y'all know Doja Cat thinks you're a whole devil. So uh, I ain't doing it. I ain't she doing a lot it. of things. <laughs> but no, my girl Doe got a new song called God is in Control. Y'all know I love playing the music on um, Mondays just because, you know, we can just get it out the way. And as we go throughout the week, we can play them again, see if y'all like them or not. But Doe got a new song out called God is in Control. So I'm going to cut to that. It's three minutes real quick. And then we're going to come right, right, right back. So we can cut into our news and hot topics so y'all can tell me about what's going on with Keith Lee so we can discuss this issue with the Grammys and all this other good stuff that we gonna discuss today because it's Wednesday. I mean, it's Monday, and we do the weekend rewind. So we're gonna talk about all the great stuff that happened on the weekend, and then we coming right, you know, kicking into it. Y'all know what it is. Let me cut to the song. We coming right back. Hopefully, it'll play this time. There you go. Amen. Hey, I was needing to be found. I was longing for a breakthrough. Planes held me to the ground. A perfect time for rescue. But only you could make a way. Oh, 
You on mute, bro. Oh, what happened? How go on mute? Like, you might need to start wiping off your CDs before you start playing them. Hi, <laughs> JY. You got a good one in on me. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, so I'm working out. Maybe you don't have a job. Maybe you're always on the clock. Whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way. Meaning with the right music, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, spirit, righteousness, all that good stuff. Because I believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravation, irritation, and frustration. Because guess what? People going to people and life going to life. But God going to be God if you trust in them. Amen? All right. So it's time for us to get into what we call news and hot topics here. calls for it. I just figured I just wanted to do it. But anyway, we get into news and hot topics here where we talk about all the things that happened, you know, here on earth, just like we discuss all the things in heaven. Of course, it's the weekend rewind. So I definitely want to know what all the pastors talked about, what you learned in church and all the other good stuff. But I also want to know what's going on in the media, what's going on in the world, what's going on in culture and community, because that's how we bridge the gap between each other. I think oftentimes that we know so much about our own life that we don't care about other people's lives. And that's why we have these conversations, because it allows us to analyze the things that's going on in the earth. With that being said, I want to go ahead and tackle the key police thing first because I really haven't heard much about it. Like I said, I've seen about it um, down my timeline, but I haven't paid much attention to it. Um, I'm not one of those type of people who get on TikTok too much unless I'm actually just posting. Like, I'll be watching TikToks on there. I'll be on there posting for my accounts and stuff like that. But other than that, no, I had like three TikTok accounts that I have to post for. So, yeah, I'm the only time that I get on TikTok for real, for real. But like on Facebook, I get on Facebook. I look at certain stuff on there on Instagram. I go down certain stuff, look on there. I even look at certain articles that are attached to certain things. But sometimes I always go that deep to actually learn the facts. So I need Anthony and JY to go ahead and fill me in on what's going on with the Keith Lee thing. Because, of course, he came to Atlanta, started up a, a you know, kind of a lot of controversy here just by um his 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 reviews and stuff like that like a lot of people was upset and whatnot like he did some controversy here and i thought his little food tour ended but apparently he went to dallas and tipped somebody four thousand dollars and they stole all the money or something like emily what's going on with it all right remember hold on one second let me put this boy down okay so, y'all know, Keith Lee goes to these different, um, you know, cities or whatever, tries the food out, rates the food, you know, one to ten, blah, blah, blah. So, people always send him, you know, places that they like or love that he should try. And so, this place was one of them. I think it's called Sweetly Season. He went, gave the food an excellent review, okay? He gave her $2,000. That was just a tip. He gave her $1,000 to feed people for free. Okay? So he paid like $1,000 worth of free food for her to give away. That was his gift to the city of Dallas. He also gave money to a barber and one other person. To um, do the haircuts. I heard that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, braiding hair. There's braiding hair. 
yeah, but I mean, that detail ain't that important to me, but the short version is he gave us that $4,000, 2000 was hers. She was supposed to redistribute the other thousand. Okay. First thing that she got caught, cause apparently it was on live. She only gave free food to three people. She told her staff to give food, free food to three people. So she basically stole the rest of that money. Okay. She did not give that free food. Then she did not give that thousand dollars to the barber or the braid girl. She kept it. And her rationale was, well, they're not part of my staff. Okay, but you knew that he sent you that money to give to them. So why would you decide that you could keep it? And she doubled down on it. She went live and doubled down on it. Her business dried up so fast. People went in there basically to cuss her out and fuss her out. She wasn't getting no business to the point that she ended up permanently closing down. Not only did she double down, she sent her adult son to double down. So then, you know, the Internet full of detectives. They they go and dig up. Full of detectives. Her husband died at some point some years ago, left her ninety eight thousand dollars and baby blew through it in a year. So she has a history of being terrible with managing money. And the big thing, and this was my thing about it all. Okay, $4,000, ma'am, with the endorsement of Keith Lee, you could have made $4,000 in half a day. Facts. You know, like you would have made, and she has the restaurant and she has a food truck. Like you, you could have... You could have made so much more than that, but you had to be greedy and you had to steal and you had to be dishonest. So here you are now with the shutdown business. Your brand will never be looked at the same. You might have a few little ride or dies, but that lady gonna have to rebrand because it's her face that that thing is all. That's the reason why I know about it. I'm not in Dallas. I don't know about her restaurant, but it's been shared. Her face, the live video. It's been shared all over the world. And you are now known as a dishonest crook. So she came behind it. I think it was Saturday and put out a statement on the page. Well, oh, she also had to take her Instagram down because, you know, the, the people was tearing that thing up. Um, she came out on, I think it was Saturday and put a statement. Uh, we would like to apologize. We thought we were right, but apparently we are not. Uh, the money is being distributed. So apparently, allegedly, she gave those two people that money, but it's a little too late. Well, it's too late, right? Uh, wait, that was late, the baby. apology. That was the apology. Ew. We thought we were right, that. but we were, but apparently we weren't. That's no apology. No, she could have that. Yeah. So it was a really whack apology, <laughs> which is what everybody was saying. Um, yeah. So the general consensus is you're a thief. You can't be trusted. Um, and your business is done. That that's the general consensus. So. That's that's essentially what happened uh, in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, the lady is originally from Milwaukee. They just moved here. Her son had actually reached out to Keith Lee to come to the restaurant because, uh, like Ebony said, there's a thing called a Keith Lee um, effect, right? Well, a restaurant may not be doing good, and Keith Lee will go there, and if he rated good, everybody and mama gonna come there. And she writes, she could have made that full stacks easily um there was somebody bar um cutting hair in the parking lot and then another one was braiding hair and so keith was like give them a thousand give the barber a thousand dollars so he can cut people's hair for free and then he said give the braider a thousand dollars as well and then he paid 886 dollars for the rest of the people to eat for free and gave two thousand dollars to the owner 
So it was almost about $5,000 he gave, and she tried to pocket every last bit. And the thing is, is the woman that exposed her is known for exposing folk. Because I guess she exposed somebody else about something before, and the lady tried to get her killed, who she exposed. And like the lady in court right now on conspiracy to whatever they call that crap when you hire a hitman or whatever to try to get, take her out. And so they like, you know, protect her at all costs. Cause you know, she exposing everyone that's out here tripping and like you gon' you gonna try to play a person you know who ain't who don't take who don't who ain't afraid to expose you, who got a, a following that's gonna hear or whatever. And then like I guess she made an apology the other day that like, we were sadly mistaken, we was wrong and this, that and the other. Folks ain't hearing it, it's a rap. Like permanently closed. Um this, that and the third thing. I think it's just sad when we think that way, uh, when we come to money and stuff like that. Um because you really just like blew every bit of opportunity that you could have had to make yourself successful. And you over here, like you lost out on, you know, thousands and thousands. You could have been like a hundred thousand dollar business in a month. Just when that alone. And they said her food was good. Somebody else went there afterwards. I guess she had some fried ribs or something. And they said, that's food slapping. Like she had good food. And like, people don't even want to deal with you, even though your food is good, but your character is crappy. So yeah, man, it's a wrap. That's sad, dog. That is sad. So did they fix the money situation? Y'all said so she did fix the money situation, Alleg- though, right? So and I- even the braider who did it told her, you don't got to worry about paying me. You know, just do whatever. Like, she, because she was like, I mean, it's a whole conversation she spoke about when they was like, we're going to talk to you about how we're going to distribute the money or this, that, and the other. And then Keith Lee even made... So is that why she didn't give it away then? Because the girl said, don't give it to me, I don't need it? No, this is after her. This is after she started being funny once that money came. Oh, okay, okay. So she's like, I ain't going to even press you about no. I ain't going to even press you about it. But then Keith Lee, because she tried to say that he told them to distribute it the way he wants to, and he said no. It was He was like, distribute it, how you going to do it, like uh, Cash App? Zale or whatever methods there is to distribute the money because he just he told her to run his card for an extra four thousand dollars so he paid eight hundred eighty six dollars for his food and everyone else to eat everyone else to eat then he said run my car for an additional four thousand dollars that's for the tips and you know the next day they called and you know she you know being difficult with the money and then like you know her brother was the barber the lady that was talking and she like you know he plugged up he said he plugged up to her generator. Like she said that too. Like, so you obviously, you see right here cut, uh, cutting hair. And he said, he's just trying to do it. They had nothing to do with the restaurant. He was trying to give back to the community so he can cut other people's heads for free. It wasn't just giving him a thousand dollars because he was cutting hair. It was him actually giving to the clients, the other people so he can cut more heads for free. Right. So, uh, and the braider, so she can braid other people's hair for free. It wasn't for them to, I'm just giving this to you because it's cool. I'm paying for other people's um, styles. So it wasn't it wasn't a blessing for the barber. It was a blessing for the barber's customers. And so, yeah. So that's where... Bro, it's still a blessing to the barber, though, because he's yeah, getting paid for his time. Yeah. It's because still a blessing to him. They're getting paid. The people not getting paid, so it is a blessing to him. Yeah, it's still a blessing to the barber as well, but you, but you got to look at it in the grand scheme of things that you're not only stealing from... You weren't stealing necessarily from the barber, too, you're stealing from those that were in line to get, you know, service. Like he, he was still going to do it for so, free, though, because he was already doing it. That's what I'm saying. It didn't really affect the people because the man was still doing it for free. So he was doing it for free regardless. I thought he was just cutting it because he was... Uh, but even still, it should have... If, if Keith Lee tipped this man $1,000, though, 
I would have expected to at least go to my pocket. Now, granted, I might be selfish, and y'all can call me selfish, but if somebody tipped them an extra $1,000 on my behalf and I'm out here doing this for free, yes, go ahead and bless me because that's God blessing me through somebody else. Like, uh-uh, give me, run me my 1000 oh, I don't care. Run me mine. If I'm out here being a blessing, couldn't have for free, and somebody decide, hey, let me tip you $1,000, what 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 I look like turning down a thousand dollar tip? It was just because she didn't want to go through all that. She was worried worried about her brother. She knew that this lady was gonna start playing games with that money and start acting funny. And then she was like, you know, well, I'm gonna do this. You know, I'm gonna uh, just give the money to my brother. He's out here cutting hair, you know, at least to him. And then you know, but that's when it just got real bad. And then I guess Keith Lee made in a statement to kind of explain it, and that's when it was like it's a wrap. Like when he, you know, reiterated what he said, which was exactly what the lady, other lady was saying, not the owner. That's when it really got bad. And like, and like, you know, black folk don't play. You know, I, I, I wonder if she had a Twitter page that I know that was bad on Twitter. Um, but yes, she, she but definitely. Saying, she was probably the only one in the wrong though. But I mean, as long as she make it right though, just JY. It's too late, though. It's too late. Like, you made it because the thing is this. You made it right because everyone said something. Yeah. It's not because you made it right because of your conscience. It's yeah. because you realizing this is hurting your business. That's the reason why you made it right. Yeah. And so folk ain't going to celebrate in lack of integrity. Yeah. Like, right. it's a wrap. Like, you show who you were. If it sound like a duck and walk like a duck, ass laugh, bro. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, I feel bad for her. I mean, with that being said, I honestly do. Because at the same time, she knew she was wrong in the beginning, honestly. Like, well, somebody being generous, and that's the thing that people don't like about being like being a blessing and being generous. Because there are always so many people who are trying to take advantage of it. When somebody actually bless you, dog, and being a blessing to your business or something like that, treat, treat the people right. Treat people right. Like, come on. And she really effed up because he might not never do nothing like that ever again. Right, like, give you know the extra people on the outside money, or I, I mean, I don't know why he didn't give it to them directly when he was there. Me too. That's what I was thinking about. I don't yeah. really understand that, but you know, yeah, he he just if he do it again, he gonna have to do it a different way. But yeah, that may have this is his first terrible encounter with this, and it's sad that that lady put Dallas on the map for such a negative way, in like a negative way. That's she ain't even from there. She's from Milwaukee originally, so. You, you, where, where Miss Lashina at? <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> she ain't here misrepresenting Milwaukee like that. That's crazy, though. I think that's sad, though, because that do put a, a, a bad connotation for black business. And we're going to talk about it as we go through Black History Month, to be honest, because it is Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to that. Y'all ain't going No, 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 okay, anyway. Well, yeah, we're going to celebrate Black History Month and talk about black people in business, um, too, because I think that's kind of messed up. I think that's a horrible way to kind of start off Black History Month with, like, looking at this situation. But I pray that all things work together for her good. Um, Bro, you going to talk about Killer Mike? Oh, yeah, so Killer Mike got arrested at the Grammys. Yeah, I wrote that down. Uh, yeah, Killer Mike got arrested at the Grammys. I wasn't able to read the full article, Ebony. Did you know what happened? Like, why? After he won, some, well, he won like three yeah. of them. Yeah, he arrested. won like three of them, yeah. And then he got arrested. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that I know is that it's a misdemeanor charge for failure to appear. 
So he was supposed to appear in court. He didn't. And the judge put a bench warrant out. But like I was telling somebody in the comments the other day, they only did that because he's famous. Because there's a bunch of people out here walking around with tons of warrants and they don't get them. They didn't have to. They could have waited till that thing was over. You did not have to come in the Grammys and arrest that man. That's just that's just crazy to me. That's insane. Um, that's very opportunistic. I just I didn't like that. I did not like that. It, I mean, it's kind of smart on their part because they knew he would be there. But that's just messy. But hold on. Here's the thing, though. Where was the warrant uh, from? Misdemeanor okay. battery charges. Because how do you know. even do that? It had to be in that county, apparently. Because if it was in Los Angeles, it had to be in the district of Los Angeles for them to be able to do that, right? I mean, they, they said it was an altercation with the security guard. Hold on. What you say? I mean, who knows? What, you what say, I read, oh, what I read was the... um. It was an altercation with a security guard somewhere. I don't know if it was there or somewhere else. Wow, this man got in a whole black suit and everything. Like, and they just really taking him out. That's crazy. At the um, misdemeanor battery charges. So I'm trying to figure it um, Render was arrested just after 4 p.m. following a physical altercation on the 700 block of the Chickahurry Court near the arena Los Angeles. Near the arena, Los Angeles police wrote on social media late Sunday. He was taken to the LAPD Central Division and was in the process of being released. They added. The details of the alleged altercation remains unclear. Police and representatives of Render said immediately response to requests for comment Sunday night. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it don't really give too much detail, but I think that's kind of messed up, though. Like, <laughs> that's kind of petty. Like, God, dog, how you just win three Grammys and then, like, get arrested? That's embarrassing on behalf of the Grammys, too. Like, the Grammys shouldn't even allow that to even happen. And they can find him because he ain't like he had. Right. He's very, he's very uh, you know, community activist. He's all out there. Come on now. Come on. They could have found him after it was over, met him at the car, you know, anything. I mean, come on. That was just, that was petty, as we call it, petty patty. So how many of y'all watched the Grammys? Did everybody watch the Grammys? I did. I did not. I watched them. Okay. I halfway watched them. I fell asleep on them. I ain't even gonna cap. I was in there cooking and came on. Then I ended up eating and falling asleep. But here's the thing now, and this is something that I want to address too because I wrote it down. Jay Z won something. I forgot what Jay Z won. And Jay Z gave a speech. Dr. Dre Impact. He won who? Dr. Dre Impact. Yeah, Dr. Dre. Doctor, he won the Dr. Dre Award. First of all, how Dr. Dre get an award named after him before Jay Z? But anyway, I guess he had does. Because he wanted, he wanted first, and they named it after him. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I get Dr. Dre was, is, a, is a pioneer in a lot of areas, but go ahead. You're right. I ain't gonna cap. You're right about that. Yeah, I ain't I think, gonna cap. I think when he it was comes to the first, like the first hip rap mogul that was a billionaire, even before major Jay-Z. producer. You're right. Yeah. I ain't gonna cap. You're right. I was watching All Eyes on Me this weekend, and it was talking about Dr. Dre. And I ain't gonna cap. That's a good movie about Tupac. If y'all ain't never seen that, All Eyes on Me, dope movie. The actor did amazing in that movie too. But um, no, speaking of the Grammys though, Jay-Z ended up winning, of course, the Dr. Dre, you know what I'm saying, legendary hip hop award thing. And he gave a speech. In the midst of his speech, he threw shots. He threw shots. Bah, 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 bah. He shot up the thing. 
And what's crazy is when he threw shots, he was talking about how Beyonce is one of the most decorated Grammy Award winners and all this other. She got the most Grammys, period, hands down. But she has never won an album of the year. Here it is, little white girl. Sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. It's Black History Month. I just got a little passionate real quick. Here it is, Taylor Swift. They got four albums of the year. Four. And we wonder, we keep having this conversation too. I keep seeing it appear in different circles about the impact and the influence of Beyonce compared to the impact and influence on Taylor. And I'm trying to figure out what is it? Has Beyonce really just not came out with an album that's worth album of the year? Or is Taylor albums really just selling like that to where she can just get four Grammys for album of the year four times? I think it's kind of a demographic issue. It is. Jay Z said the math don't even be mathing on it. But he knows he knows how it is behind the scenes, and that's why he had to say it the way that he said it. And to (laughs) I guess ain't nobody really gonna like this. I believe it was Shannon Sharp that said that Beyonce moving the needle like this girl is right yeah, here. Yeah. That is true on paper. We're not going to pretend like Beyonce is not black. Thank you. And we're not going to pretend like Taylor Swift is not white. So we, white. Have to, we have to stop pretending like we don't see color because they see color all the time in every category. Come and on that's now, why... Taylor Swift has how many? 13 Grammys? And how old is she? Come on now, Monty. Like, let's be for real. We're going to be for real. And that's why, like I said, Jay-Z said what he said. And I enjoyed everything that he said. He said, um, some of you guys are going to feel robbed. Some of you guys might actually get robbed. And some of you guys don't belong in the categories you're in. And that was spot on. And Taylor Swift, ironically, won album of the year this year, too. Ironic. I know. That was the whole point. I, and I'm trying to figure out how, because I ain't, I ain't listened to the album, but truth be told, Renaissance been, been what? Renaissance did numbers. Renaissance you won't break my soul. It wasn't, it wasn't we'll do even numbers. nominated. It wasn't even nominated. Exactly. As big as it was, for it not to even be nominated, that ought to show you everything you need to see. And then the Academy, too, I, I you know, because I've had issues on the gospel and with C.C. Wine is always one of everything. That is irritated my soul. And so it made me dig. But that's why I say C.C. be crossing over to the white folks, Ebony. No, the thing is. They, they, find, wedding, they find someone they like and they just, they just run. That's no, y'all. No, y'all. No, y'all. C.C. appeals to the white folks. Listen to that song. Hold on. I'm not disagreeing. I'm going to explain how it oh, okay. works. Oh, okay. you good. I'm sorry. We Being a part of the academy. So you can become a part of the academy if you are a songwriter. If you are registered as a songwriter, there are songs that you are a songwriter or you are on credits as a songwriter, then you are eligible to become a part of the academy. You also got to pay the monthly dues. So it costs you some money. And that right there is why a lot of black people don't do it. Oh, I'm a songwriter. I'll be a part. But the black people ain't paying them dues. We are a very small part of the academy. Okay? Minuscule part of the academy. Uh, My friend Justin Savage, who has produced uber, uber amounts um, of songs. He plays at the Potter's House every Sunday. 
um, he had put, because there was a big thing about CC and everybody was sick of it. And I was too. I wrote it too. And he inboxed me and was like, I want to show you this. And it's a breakdown of the demographics within the academy. And at that time, that was like two years ago, I think, the academy was 3% black. 3%. Now, granted, we are already a minority, and I think we forget that because we're a monument in our minds, but I think black people forget that we are still a minority, okay? We are still a minority. So that means we have to show up in majority to make a huge impact, and unfortunately, we are not doing that. And so the academy, the ability to vote, one, you got to be in good standing, which means your dues got to be paid, and you have to be active. And so everybody is pressed to put on Facebook, oh, I'm a part of the Academy now, but are you paying your dues and are you in good standing? Are, are, are you there or are you just trying to pay it so you can vote for the Grammys? Because that don't work either. So it's a lot that goes into it. It's not just people who sit around out of popularity and say, oh, we like that. Whoever is there, those, those different things, and it comes with spins. It does come with album sales. There are a lot of things that put you, you know, in the list, you know, to be considered. Yeah, and sales absolutely matter. Um, but Taylor is absolutely, Beyonce did great, but I, I hate to break it to y'all, Taylor does a little better. Um, then people go crazy over her, especially with, you know, the spins and all of that. Also, Beyonce didn't have a lot of radio songs. Like, all of Taylor's songs are radio songs, which is how that girl can block up numbers one through ten on the list easily. She doesn't need, you know, radio edits like Beyonce does. Because her last few albums have been raw. They've been raw. They've been real. They've been raw. And we love it. But it's not radio appropriate all the time. So that's one thing that would disqualify her as well. So there's science to it. It's not just all popularity or, or, or color like we would love to believe. There's there's an actual process when it comes to the Academy voting. And um, I, I like Taylor Swift's Crew Summer song, by the way. But yeah. Taylor Swift I ain't heard none songs. of Taylor Swift songs, period. She got a song called Cruise Summer. I like it, but, you know. Anyway, what radio station uh, you be listening to? Man, it, it was my, actually, it was my uh, Sirius XM Venus 303. It was called Rhythm and Pop, where they played a little bit of R&B with a little bit of pop music. Because people don't realize Taylor Swift started off as a country singer. But her country singer was more, country's music was more on the edgy of a pop side. So she still has a Crossed lot of country, real quick. Yeah. Right. But she still have a lot of country singing followers. And then she got pop. So where where Beyonce is strictly R and B. So that's another thing in there as well. I think SZA had a dope album as well. Like it was a bunch of joints on there that was in the top ten that she had, you know, because I you know, SZA's a dope writer. I didn't know she was that old. I thought she was like 26, 27. I didn't realize she was like 35, 34, 35. But anyway, um, when she said she was doing this with Lizzo back in 2013, I said, thanks, you been around that long? But, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't, and I, I myself, I wasn't a big fan of Renaissance. I don't think that was any it, it major, like like uh, Ebony said, it didn't have a lot of radio joints on there. Like, it didn't have a good commercial appeal. It was really good, probably a good album for her fans that would love it. But as far as the commercial appeal, again, people to transition over, to like the songs, they ain't do that. Like, mind you, I didn't like nothing really of Taylor Swift, but then she had this one song. I actually like it a lot. So guess what? 
I was a little more intrigued to hear some of her stuff because she had a song that probably kind of won her, not necessarily a new fan, but a new listener. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's a lot of act, uh, things that go in. Uh, but I do agree with this thing. I definitely agree with the fact that he said that, uh, what's your boy, uh, that he, uh, Jay-Z was up for album of year or something, and uh, DMX had like two dope albums and wasn't even nominated. And I remember that year, like, like DMX put out some, used to put out some dope albums. And, uh, you know, he boycotted or whatever. So, you know, I, I, I think what he did was good, man. I think what he said was all right, man, uh, you know. But I'm gonna replay it because I don't think everybody heard it, and I finally pulled up the clip. So hold on, real quick. Let me play it real quick because I think he spoke from bars too. How many? Yeah. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Oh, it's not like that. Think about that. Most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. You know, some of you, some of you gonna go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may get robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. No, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. I stop right there because that's all it showed me for that 30 minute clip. And I, I kind of agree with him. I kind of agree with him on a lot that he said. Um, I just think, though, we do, <clears throat> what Ebony said was kind of important, too. We do got to think that it's only 3% black, and we got to include black people in more of these spaces, though. And I think that's the problem with, like, a lot of these um, award shows. Like, we, we want to be included in these We spaces. ain't leaving we out. We ain't leaving we You right, but we not showing up. Like, no, we need to stop showing up today. stuff. That's the problem. Okay. I keep trying to tell y'all. They, they're Ooh. able to continue to have these things because we keep supporting it. We keep sponsoring it. Hashtag the Grammys 2024. Stop giving them views. Stop giving them plays. Stop giving them money. Sometimes we're just going to have to go against the grain and create our own. That's what we had to do with. I mean, we do. We got awards. the BT Awards. No, right. but that shouldn't be it. Like, you guys let Sexy Red in. I don't trust that. So, whatever. I'm done, I'm and I seen something that was mind blowing. One of my friends posted um, <laughs> about <laughs> Sexy Red saying she should have been nominated for something. Well, a Grammy, I know where I am. And I, I genuinely wanted to know. I said, like, what are we nominating her for? Like, um, gonorrhea inspired lip gloss? Because I'm what? What? Because, huh? I am done. Like, let's be for real. We 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 gotta. When are we gonna? Money B. Let me tell you something. When I be Ubering, when I be Ubering, I'll be listening. Sometimes I play the heat on my um in my car, <laughs> but um, you know, for like the little DJ mix or whatever. When I, because a lot of these kids go out, and they want to party or whatever, and I kind of play a little music or whatever to get them somewhat hype. But every time Sexy Red come on, I get so embarrassed. Like, and I, it's like yeah. I, I equate it to like somebody popping up at your house unexpected. And they ask to use your bathroom, and you didn't have a chance to really get it together. And you gotta like apologize for your bathroom. Like, hey, oh my bad, I didn't get a chance to pick that up off the floor. Like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> that's like when she come on, I'm like, man, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, you know, not all of us is like this. You know, what I mean, and so it's just, it's super, it's super embarrassing, and like people like it. Yeah, um, I, I was so mad you... when she was dancing next to um, Bobby Jones at the Dagon BET Awards. I felt so. I know he was his his his. 
his painting was just all in a brick. In, in I know. A bunch. <laughs> Don't invite me to nothing else that y'all got going. Cause what? And who was sitting her next to him at the awards? Like who was sitting her next to him? Like why would they? Who do was that? her and Krishan? Like those are the two people y'all thought would just be perfect to sit next to Doctor Bobby Jones. Like okay, come on, bro. Like you gotta got some seat. For like I'm sure he got a contact high and learn something he ain't want to learn. Heard something he ain't want to hear. Something. I'm sure the whole show he heard something. But I don't know. I'ma just uh Money, what you said is kinda interesting though. Um, because uh, yeah, like I told y'all this weekend I had the chance to prepare. Um and y'all know anytime I had a chance to prepare, I'm praying, trying to build a curriculum for the conversation. And I literally wrote down certain things that I wanted to talk about. Of course we clicked kicking out black history month and all all month long I wanna have, you know, black history conversation, even how this conversation is going. I wanna keep it focused on black history. But what's interesting about what you said is on Thursday I had planned to talk about Jim Crow. And of course anybody who knows what and a lot of kids don't know what Jim Crow is. But for the older people who kinda of know what Jim Crow is, they know it's like the laws of segregation and all that other good stuff. And what's interesting about you saying is that we need to stop going to their stuff and start creating our own stuff kinda um puts out a narrative that I've heard before of black people need to start going back to a form of segregation where we only deal with our own. And I don't want to open that conversation up just yet, but do you really feel like that's something that we should really start doing? We should start going back to black people, like black people only dealing with black people, segregating yes. ourselves again. I do, because the sad reality is everything is still segregated. There's just people out there that's like, well, why would you guys do that? And why would you guys say that? Because this is what is, this is our reality. We still dealing with stuff where you may not get the job because of the name on the application. It sounds black. Mm. Like, let's be for real. We have historically black colleges. Why? Because they didn't let us into their colleges. So we're supposed to sit around and not be educated because y'all won't let us in. No, we're going to kick the door down and create our own opportunity to learn or else we're going to sit here looking stupid like you expect us to do. So, yes, I feel like that's the only way to wake certain things up to see that, OK, things are still segregated. Why do you get mad that we're creating opportunities for ourselves, opportunities that y'all won't give us? We supposed to wait at the door? No. And whoever can feel however they want to feel, I do not care. I don't, it's not fair that I will have to sit and wait for the same opportunity as another human being because of my color. That is dumb as hell. <laughs> Speak, Lottie. <laughs> like you, like I said, you can feel how you want to feel. Y'all let the Kyles in and the Kevins, but Meshack can't get in. Jason can't get in or he, Jason no. might. It depends. <laughs> with that last name, I know Marius can't get it because if because if it's Jackson, he ain't getting it. Jay Sean can't. Anything Jackson ain't getting in. Trevontez ain't ain't getting in. Derisha. It's almost like the modern day um, brown paper bag. If you ain't light enough, you ain't getting in. That's crazy. Like let's be for real. 
So do you think that's another thing that we face within the industry, within the Grammys, within the award shows and stuff like that? Because I believe, I ain't gonna cap, I believe that all the award shows, whether it be from the Grammys, the Oscars, the Emmys, the Tonys, the Stellars, I believe all of them can be a little, a little slide weight. You know what I'm saying? So do y'all think it is a colorism thing that we still face within the world for real? Within the industry? When it, I, now, in... I'm only going to say my opinion because I don't know anything that I'm about to say to be fact. But um, I feel like there's a lot of weirdos in the industry. Um, And I feel like whatever you're willing to give up or put out there for content for somebody else to get paid off of, um, just um, if you're willing to sell out, then you can make it far. That's how I look at it. Um, I looked at how fast Doja Cat came up, which was scary fast. But then I look at her body of work and I'm like, what? Like one of her first songs to really go viral, and I'm going to just say it, was what? Bitch, I'm a cow? That is stupid. That is absolutely <laughs> bad. But that's what you went viral for. That's and how I the industry you. views you as a cow. You're somebody kid. else's property stupid and then she had that whole situation happen where they said she was in chat rooms with these white men and she letting them call her the n-word and some more stuff but this is our our grammy award-winning cow yeah so that's all for my ted talk today Well, I mean, I don't know, because I wouldn't necessarily say the industry is whitewashed, though. Because, I mean, it's whitewashed. I didn't say it's whitewashed. I said it's full of weirdos. Weirdos come in every color. Okay. 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 I agree. Now, I was going to say, now, I could say it's probably whitewashed when it comes to, like, these award shows and stuff like that. Because truth is, I mean, like, it's Black History Month. I'm playing even trivia. And I didn't realize that... um, that um what's his name stevie wonder stevie wonder was one of the first black people to win the grammy for like album of the year you know what i'm saying like it was real real interesting there's a lot interesting about the industry i think black people got shaded a lot within our history we got shaded a lot within our history well you can't say the industry and sorry i'm talking through a mask because we're trying to protect my kids till I know what this thing says. Um, You can't say the industry is whitewashed, but the award shows are, because the award shows are run by the industry. It's predicated on the industry's picks. So, they both gotta be whitewashed. It can't can't be, because it certainly ain't run by us. So, yeah, if it's whitewashed, it's whitewashed across the board. Mm, Yeah. Well, if that's the case, yeah, I I can agree there. And I'll say that it's definitely whitewashed. Because at the same time, if we look at now, I think even Taylor's number, her tour numbers did more, you know what I'm saying, than Beyonce. But I think it's because she has more of the industry behind her than a Beyonce. I mean, going back to what Money said, I don't think the industry really stands behind black people unless money, like you just said, unless we decide to be a cow, unless we decide to be a cash cow for them. 
That's the only way. So I probably that's probably how Doja Cat got up, <laughs> got the way she did. She decided to be a cash cow for them for that moment. And I ain't gonna cap as long as she got her little fifteen minutes of fame, and I think got her little money for the moment. That's all that she really needed and wanted. I don't think she really wanted to make an impact, be famous, be a real artist. And I think that's a lot of thing with a lot of these people too. They ain't trying to be real artists that's creative and think about stuff positive. They just making music, trying to make money. And then we make everybody famous. Like, come on now. I think that's the reality of it, to be honest. But hey, who am I? I don't even know. Any other news or hot topics that y'all seen this weekend? Anything else? Anything else? Because y'all know, like I said, all I want to talk about as we get into the main topics, you know, our 10 o'clock hour every day gonna be on like a black history stuff like period like black history trivia black history games oh speaking of ebony how was game night on um friday because we didn't do the weekend rewind and y'all ain't tell me how y'all weekend was it was amazing it was amazing um i registered you know people don't rsvp and register like they're supposed to uh double the people showed up essentially than what rsvp people just sent the zoom link to their friends but it was cool i mean i had more than enough prizes i mean for every game i didn't even get to play all the games because conversation cracked off and long story short the zoom didn't shut down till at one o'clock um so yeah the girls had a great time i get left it to one of my mods at like 11 30 i was pooped I had a really long day Friday, and I almost canceled that game night because I was exhausted. But I kept getting messages like, oh, I can't wait till tonight. I really need this. Da, da, da. And that's the only reason I didn't cancel because I had a long day at the hospital with my husband. And there's some stuff that happened with my daughter. I was just over it. Um, but I'm so glad I pushed through because the girls were really, really blessed by it. So, yeah, it was dope. It was really dope. And then um, I shared, you know, Saturday. My um my husband's best friend was in town. He ended up leaving Saturday morning. So I was at the hospital with him in the morning. He left, came home. Of course, both of the kids were gone at that point. And then I went and got, you know, my feet and my nails done, was able to come home, sprawl out on my sofa, watch adult television, catch up and watch what I wanted to watch, which was great. Um, and still fell asleep early. Um, but it was cool because I had to rub on the body. So yeah, it was dope. So, Emma, you didn't have to watch no Paw Patrol? Oh, well, they don't watch Paw Patrol, but it was no no Coco Melon, no Little Baby Bob. I was able to finish up on The Trust on Netflix. Um, I started getting into We Are the World, but I fell asleep, so I had to watch that again. Well, you didn't know what to do, did you? I, I, oh, I do what to do. Sleep. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> Bless you. You you know you you rock star my book you rock star you rock star mama. I I guess somebody on mute because oh my fault I was waiting for somebody else to jump in and tell me how that weekend was. Money, elder, anybody else could jump in. My father, I was over there multitasking. Well, since you said, what was the question? How was y'all weekend? Like, what was the weekend plan? Like, what did y'all do? Mm, we didn't do much. It snowed. So, my son had his basketball game. They was not going to cancel that because it's indoors. So, that's all we really did. We was going to go to church, but my daughter wasn't feeling well. And I feel like people shouldn't leave their um, 
their kids at home when they sick. Stop bringing them out. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> See, them kids and them germs, dog. That's why I don't like keeping them. Them kids and them germs. Jesus. Well, I had a good weekend because I only have, I worked six days. And so I had to get a lot of done on Sunday, but I got to, I slept late. Uh, I'm on my, the church, my home church is what I watch on Sunday morning. So, and my pastor preached amazing, amazing word, uh, amazing word. You know, it was one of the words that was for the, the body of believers. Uh, then I got a lot done. Uh, he and still got well rested. And I fried me some pork chops, some I hadn't done in a long time, and they showed that one I ate was so good too. So it was all wonderful. And I watched the Grammys. Uh, a dear friend of mine is a songwriter, and he was in the house. Uh, one of his songs was nominated. It was a gospel song, but they put it in the R&B jazz category. He didn't win, but you know, to be nominated is a big idea. So when he he went live when it started, I was looking at his phone and looking at TV, and he was going live right at the same time. So he was there live uh, at the Grammys and so very proud of him. I was like, oh, I know, actually know somebody for real, for real. And so he was there and he said it was a wonderful experience and seeing different people and whatnot. So yeah, I was happy for him and excited that, you know, he was there live. And he is a dues-paying member of the academy. He pays his. He said, "I pay mine." It's, they steep sometimes, but he pays his. Okay, okay, that's what's up. So, who won in the um, gospel categories for the Grammys? Did anybody know? Who was CCY? Did CC win? <laughs> we probably had to look it up because they didn't meant as far as on the live show. They kind of, you know, how they do. These what was given on later in the night, you know, people were waiting to see if they were going to actually show when the uh, Clark sisters got their legendary whatever Grammy they that get. Yeah. Nope. And very little God, they let Kurt Franklin skippity do dog across the stage and all that good stuff. And I think that's the only one I saw that would be considered quote unquote gospel that was shown. What you doing? Oh, my fault. Yeah, I know. I'm, I be texting the recapper. It's Monday, so they're looking for these recaps from these events, you know, and stuff. Yeah, I know. I be working on Mondays, and I be trying to get things done. But once folks start waking up, then they start texting me. Now knowing I've been up since six o'clock, getting stuff done. So, yeah, like now I'm be realizing ten o'clock, nine o'clock. So let me chill. Let me eat some breakfast or something first. You know what I'm saying then I can blow my phone up. That's literally what somebody doing right now, blowing my phone up with text messages and stuff. Let me tell you how my weekend was. One of my staff did not show up. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I be contracted with other companies, and one of the staff didn't show up 
um, this past weekend. So now I got to text the lady and tell her why the girl didn't show up and how the event went Saturday and whatnot, because apparently the girl didn't show up Friday and we was supposed to do the event Friday. She didn't show up Friday. The great thing is I've done the event plenty of times um, in other spaces and, you know, with that same manager and whatnot. So I always, you know, know how to work with clients and companies and stuff like that. But, yeah, having to cover for my staff is not always good and not always easy. And like y'all say, it don't always be us that be in positions of power. And the great thing I like about my job is because I am in a position of power, but I'm not always the one calling the shots and pulling the strings because I'm not the one funding it. I'm not the one with the money. Now, I'm the one who puts the things together and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not the one with the money. And I think that's always a problem with us as black people. We ain't the one with the money to be calling the shots like that. And that's how I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get to the point where I can get the money and call the shots. But right now, girl, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell them. I don't know what to tell them. But I did have a fun and productive weekend. Um, you know what I'm saying? Things were in order this weekend. Um, I was able to, you know, sell some of my mama cakes and whatnot, get those out as well. So I had a productive weekend. All day Sunday, I really sat at home and just worked. I watched Pastor Charles. I watched my own church. I ended up watching this anointing service from Prophet Horn <laughs> because they told me that just was funny. And I ain't going to cap. He is hilarious. I posted a video on my Facebook page of him like laying hands. And I'm talking about literally just breaking people's neck, pushing folks down. I'm talking about if you ever want to watch an altar call and get some laughs, man, watch a Brian Karn service when they're doing the altar call. I'm talking about the, it is hilarious. I'm talking about hilarious. So that was one of the things that I was able to do Sunday, um, watch some movies. And like I said, as I talk about Black History Month this month, I want to talk about, you know what I'm saying, some of the great things that we learned in Black History. Because truth be told, this was one of my favorite times of the year when I was in school. Like literally, when I was in school, like grade school and stuff, Black History Month was one of my favorite times of the year. Y'all want to know why? Because we used to just sit in class and watch movies. That was their way of kind of teaching us black history back in the day. I don't know about y'all. But, um, yeah, some of the schools, that, and, and I ain't going to cap, y'all got to be mindful. I went to a million different schools because I was a military brat. But most of the schools that I went to, you know what I'm saying, they always had that same process in teaching us black history. Now, am I the only one who learned most of their black history through movies? Like, did anybody else have real black, black like, African-American studies is something that we were supposed to have, I believe, in college and in high school. But um, I don't know. I think I took it in college and in high school. I'm not sure. I think I did take African-American studies in college and in high school, if I'm not mistaken. But at the same time, I didn't learn as much from that curriculum as I did from when I was watching the movies. You know what I'm saying? It was certain movies that actually inspired me about black people. You know what I'm saying? Before um, Cynthia Erivo came out with Harriet Tubman, there was a Harriet Tubman movie that we used to watch. Back in the day when we didn't want to learn about, you know, what black people went through before there was... Um, before well, there was the help, we had movies like Roll of Thunder. We had movies like um, A Raisin in the Sun. You know what I'm saying? That taught us a, like about black history, black culture and whatnot. Now, granted, I don't have no kids, 
but most of y'all got kids. And that my one, I want to like really ask this question of how do y'all kids learn black history? Because I don't think the schools are really teaching it anymore. And I know last year we had the conversation about how in Florida they were trying to take out um, black history and how black history is taught. And I don't know if that actually happened because I don't live in Florida. I live in Georgia. But you know what I'm saying? Like, is that being, is black history still being taught in school as it was taught the way you learned it in school? Like, what was your experience learning black history versus how you see your kids and other people learning black history now? Monty, did you, do your kids have black history programs? Um, My son goes to a school where they learn every type of culture and everything. So, yes, his school does. Um, my daughter goes to African-American daycare. So, yes, <laughs> they learned that and some more. Um, sometimes there's some stuff I wish they kind of ease them into with their age group because she is four. What you mean? Um, but it's good for them to know. Um, but, um, yeah, my kids do know. Um, and there's this book I don't even remember the name of the book but it is absolutely a phenomenal book um to have in your library if you have little ones whether it's your own kids or whether it's nieces and nephews um but when I when I get back home um I'm gonna post the book um but it's an amazing book um just about just the type of stock that we come from so um I'm sorry, I can't, you know, my daughter's in the back singing and talking. But, um, yeah, when I get back home, I'm going to post the book or I'll send it to you so you can uh, see what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Hmm, I think that's interesting. So how did y'all, like, that's another question I want to ask. Like, how did y'all learn black history? And then I also want to st- throw out this little headline that happened because Monty reminded me of it because Target, where I thought I'm now, Target recently, Monty released a book. Um, and I don't know if y'all seen it, but Target came out with this. Well, Target didn't come out with the book. Somebody else, I guess, made the book. But Target started selling it. And it had all the black history people like misaligned. Like Marcus Garvey was labeled as uh, E.B. Du Bois. E.B. Du Bois was um, labeled as Malcolm X or something like that. Like literally misnamed all the black history, you know, legends and icons and stuff like that. And I think it was interesting because... Like, what are we doing with our black history? How is, how, like, I, don't, I, I can't imagine, like, what our kids gonna learn. Like, what these kids are learning in school. Like, I wonder, do they know, like, black history for real? And granted, I don't even know much black history because at the same time, I've been out of school, but, you know, I know the people who we know as black history heroes. Like, back in the day, for me, when they talk about black history and out actors and stuff like that, or in certain area, we knew about certain people. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, we knew about Madam C.J. Walker. If we wanted to look at black people in um, hair care. Um, we knew about um, um, Thurgood Marshall if we wanted to know about black people in the law, in government. We knew about, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King if we wanted to know about, you know, you know, preachers and politics and stuff like that. Like there was always somebody who I think was being taught to us or shown to us. And I think now in black history, I don't think they had those type of people no more. I mean, they do, 
But I think that's kind of laxed. Well, uh, my daughter went like to... Like Tyler Perry's Black History for them. Uh, my daughter went to an African-American, predominantly African-American, uh, those of color charter school. So uh, she went to the Soulsville Charter School in Tennessee, and it's connected. It's under the Soulsville Foundation, where the Stacks Music Academy and all of that is under that umbrella. So they got it all the time. Um, and then she actually took up African-American studies as her minor in college so and then you know when you got a, a mother and a grandmother that graduated from an hbcu a lot of the uh our history as far as you know the most present history slave history and all that jim crow my mother lived it she lived it that was her everyday life so she you know we got a lot of firsthand knowledge on that and then we went further and further and Jamming, you know, researched and a lot of things. So, as always, it's always critical. It starts in the home, uh, and a lot of homes don't push it. Uh, as far as teaching it in the schools, I heard about Florida. Uh, the, uh, what that, what he, what he, Mr. Santos doing or tried to do and whatnot. That's why those of us that know it, we need to share it. We need to push it. Because there's really nothing, period, that wasn't started first with people of color. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You can trace everything that was made back to people of color. That's where it started. You know, and now we're coming into, you know, now they're having to pay. Uh, there were areas that African Americans owned that were taken. In New York, uh, there was some. I'm trying to see if it's in California. It was it's a it's a beach, and they had to give that money back to that family. They had to, you know, they gave giving it back to the family that originally owned it. So it's a lot of it has to be in house. Um, that's where the rise of the charter schools came into play, because a lot of the charter schools are for those of color. Uh, and that's where some of them are teaching it and pushing it. And it, you know, it seems like it's fading. It does seem that way. But, you know, we, we still got to push it. Even if it's on a small scale, you know, one-to-one, -one, we, we still got to push it. We, we just, we have to. Because if we don't tell the history, it will die. Facts. And what's interesting about that, Elder, is that like if I give you out my curriculum for the week, right? Um, so I have, of course, today is just kicking out Black History. Tomorrow we're gonna talk about like strong Black man, and I want to talk about Antoine Fisher, that story. I want to talk about how Viola Davis played her character in that. Um, and Viola Davis is a phenomenal actor. I didn't even know she was in Antoine Fisher until yesterday when I watched it again. I've always known it, but I just never recognized her. It was like, oh, that was showing up her. Like I did not know Viola Davis was in that movie. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, so I. Want 
want to definitely address that. But then Wednesday, I want to talk about women. Y'all know Wednesday is always Women's Day Wednesday. And of course, I want to address Rosa Parks because Rosa Parks will be 101 today. Um, I think today is her birthday or something. This week is her birthday. Um, and she'll be 101. And they're trying to actually get Rosa Parks' birthday as a um, federal holiday, just like Martin Luther King and stuff like that. But also, I want to talk about Ruby Bridges because there was another black woman that I learned about when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? And when we talked about Ruby Bridges, we talked about how Ruby Bridges was one of the first black girls to enter great schools. Going back to what Moni said, when Moni was like, oh, well, black people need our own. Black people need our this, that, and the other. And she even talked about how black people got our own schools, HBCUs. Well, hey, I also learned about a girl named Ruby Bridges who, guess what, went to inter went to an interracial school or went to a segregated school, but made it interracial because she ended up going, but they didn't want to teach Ruby the same information that was taught. They didn't want to, uh, that was teaching the white kids. Ruby's curriculum was different and all that other stuff. And granted, sometimes I get it, but then at the same time, how it was broken down to me, I didn't understand it. So that's what ended up, you know, pushing me into Thursday. When I talk about Thursday, we're going to talk about Jim Crow and black people laws, going back to the help and how even the help by Ola Davis kept explaining how black people had all these laws that they had to obey back in these times that would separate them from white people. So honestly, I think this is going to be an amazing week of conversation. But if I was to literally kind of throw a question out there to spark thought for the week is do black people need to go back to segregation? Like money, I like Ruby Bridges because that taught me that, hey, I can go to white people's school and learn what they're learning and they can put me on the same plane as them with my knowledge, but at the same time, I still want to remain culturally grounded in my roots as a black person. Like, mmm. Would you prefer y'all, like, let me ask this question then to all the parents. Would you prefer your kid to go to a, 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 let's put it in college terms, a, a PUI or a HBCU? Would you prefer your kid to go to school around white people where they can have a little bit more knowledge and a little bit of an upper hand? Or do you think it's always cool for, you know, kids to be amongst their own and the predominantly black schools where they can actually thrive? Like, what do y'all think? Okay, first of all, when it comes to the HBCUs, the, the is actually diverse. They just don't know it. You say it's what? Because it, as far as what is taught in the HBCUs, a lot of people don't know that a lot of the HBCUs have accreditations that the Ivy League and the SEC schools and all don't have. And there are accreditations that hold weight. And there are accreditations if your diploma has that, if you come out of a university or college with that kind of a diploma, with that accreditation, it holds more weight. For instance, since I'm talking about the one I graduated from, the School of Business and the School of Engineering at Tennessee State University has a chair of excellence that Harvard does not have, that Princeton does not have. So my diploma carries more weight than a Harvard diploma. So people think there is a less education because an HBCU. No, it's not. It's, it's just, it's a there's a big influx going back to the HBCU because they're finding out it's a it's a tougher uh, regiment in the HBCUs because we are pushed because we know what the real world is like. We know that we have to work twice as hard, 10 times as hard. So our regiment, our level of education, what we're taught, our stick to our sustainability, we're taught 
that you're going to function where everything is against you. So you're taught at a, a higher level in the HBCU, but you're around people that look like you. Now, it's amazing when you go to an HBCU, you're going to see a whole lot of the other ethnicities there because of what is taught and the level is taught. So uh, that's why a lot of are going back to the HBCU because now they found out that what was taught as is an inferior education, that ain't the case at all. We, we're taught how to function in arenas where we're the only, as I'm saying like this, the dot on the white blanket. We're taught how to function. We're taught how to thrive. We're taught how to carry ourselves. We're taught how to speak. But it still starts at the home. My parents taught me because you're from the South, you don't have to speak with the Southern twain. No um, no English. And that's what taught at the HBCU. How to speak, how to talk, how to carry yourself, how to conduct business. Ebonics is good in its place, but you need to know how to speak when you're in the boardroom. Do you believe, though, that there's an advantage that you can get, though, from going to those private white colleges? Because, I mean, ain't gonna count. Some people do will go to the black college and, you know what I'm saying, be around their own, be around their culture, pledge, you know what I'm saying, a frat or sorority. But then at the same time, if you go to those white schools, some people think that you learn more there, you get more exposure there, you know what I'm saying, you get possibly more opportunities there. Do you think that that would be something that we would have to consider? Or you would consider as a parent, I mean, because you are, of course, you didn't send your daughter off to college, but was that a thought or something that, you know, you or your daughter considered? Uh, I I told her that, you know, I, I wish you had went to an HBCU, preferably the one I graduated from, but or any HBCU for that matter. Um, she chose not to go. She went to the University of Memphis. Well... In being there, she saw some things and learned some things and whatnot. And she was like, Mom, sometimes I wish I had to listen to you and went to an HBCU. But even in that, she strived, she excelled, she graduated. She's considering going to an HBCU for her graduate work. Because there's just certain things that are taught at HBCUs for the, uh, those of us of color that you will not get at the other schools. Just how to survive sometimes, how to live life. Because you're not necessarily a number. There's a, a level of family. There's a level of, you know, knowing one another that does not exist always when you go to the other schools. Yeah, you got that name on the paper. But even with that, even if you had the University of Alabama or University of Memphis, you know, uh, UCLA, Stanford, Princeton, you have those names on your, on your diploma. They know what goes on on the inside. And when it comes to the interview, that, you know, it don't care as much weight as you think if you're a person of color from one of those schools. You still get looked over. Even coming from their school, like, I, you know, with Jay-Z, you know, when he, when he made the statement that 
you know, the, the requirements of being album of the year, his his wife met that still didn't get album of the year. She's won the most Grammys ever. All the matrix of what you determine album of the year, she succeeded every time. But she's never won album of the year. It's same in the school in, in different universities and colleges. Same thing. You can go to Princeton, go to Harvard. Because I know at Harvard, if you are an African-American male, they'll pay for you to come there. Mm. They they got, you know, well, they'll pay for you to come. They want you to come because they're going to make their quota. They ain't still graduate, though. But that's the thing. Do you still think that we still get that same treatment, the same education? If I go to an HBCU like I did, I went to Alabama State University, and I cannot say that Alabama State did not equip me for excellence. The only thing that I didn't get from Alabama State was the degree. You know what I'm saying? I got opportunities, internship. I left Alabama State making $19 an hour. You know what I'm saying? So I believe that Alabama State gave me a great thing as a black man. You know what I'm saying? Being placed in an atmosphere that believes in black men. But here it is. Do you think that a black man going to, like you said, a Princeton or a Yale will still get that same treatment, still get that same opportunity and value, will still meet those same strengths and connections? Yes, they they gonna okay. get because now you got us, my age group and older, that's in them key positions. Okay. So some of us are, you know, we we done got up the ranks. We in those boardrooms. When I was coming up, you didn't have it. That's why I had to be taught a certain way. That's how you had to be taught a certain way in the HBCD. Because at one time we, you know, as we all know, you couldn't go to University of Alabama. You didn't go to University of Memphis. So the HBCUs have a tradition of teaching us, you know, what if you couldn't go to their school mentality, basically. That's in my words. Or what if you couldn't go there? So they teach you at a level. You're taught at a level at a standard that, and there are a lot of opportunities that those schools don't get when it comes to business, engineering, and now even broader. There are certain internships with certain countries companies, they don't look at the, the Ivy Leagues. Because they look at the Ivy Leagues a little different now. They look at them as, you know, you might have paid your way in. They're not looked at as the same. They, it, it's, it's, there has been a shift. They look at the HBCU, they, yeah, you paid your way, but you paid with the sweat of your brow. Because they know the level that, that they're going to teach you at a, a higher level because the world is already set against the African-American male for sure. And our culture as a whole, the, the world is set to, for us to fail. In school, in church, in politics, in, in uh, civil rights, in community action, it's set for us to fail. They, the world is set for us to fail. The HBCU has always known that. So it's always taught at a certain level. Yeah, they go through. Yeah, we have issues in the dorms. But a lot of us know how to function because of them issues in the dorms. When we bring light to it, prayerfully they clean up what they need to clean up. But a lot of the stuff that's considered bad that we go, went through at the HBCU, it taught, us, it taught us how to function in the real world when it's really bad. 
especially when the whole world is against you and you know it. Mm-hmm. It's taught, it's every day. It comes across the screen, our TVs and all. The world is against the African-American culture, especially the African, African-American male. People of color as a whole. The world is set against us across the world. You know, when you come to South Africa, and every time for the longest, when you represent South Africa as somebody that was a person not of color, but most of South Africa is people of color. It's just recently in the last, you know, 20 years, 30 years, that you've seen those represent South Africa people of color. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to stick with the HBCU. I'm going to put your HBCU. I don't care which one you go to. I do not. You know, yeah, I'm TSU for life. Because I'm second generation TSU. But if you go, to, I'm, I'm a cheer for you. We, it's a family knit when you graduate from an HBCU, regardless from Howard to Bowie State. If you go to Alabama State, if we were in a room together, and somebody came in from a a, a school that went to HBCU, you it'll be you'll be amazed how me and you would bond in that room. Cause both of us are HBCU. You went to Alabama State. I went to Tennessee State. But if you come against an HBCU, period, if you come against Grambling, we're going to fight for Grambling because it's an HBCU. That's just how the family knit roll. That's how it roll. I mean, I agree. I think I think there's nothing stronger than the culture of HBCUs, period. I believe that there's nothing stronger than the culture of an HBCU. I've never been to a uh, predominantly white college and whatnot, so I don't know their experience. Um, of course, I've been to the University of Alabama, um, which is a white school. Yeah, I know that's a D1 white school. I've been there before, never attended, but I can tell, you know, their atmosphere, their culture, their, their, their identity is even different from what I experienced at the Alabama State University. Um, honestly, I don't know. I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent. I could honestly say my experience in the black school, like I said, helped me out. And if I did have a son or a daughter, I would always encourage them to go to, like um, like Elder said, go to an HBCU and push for an HBCU. But then I also, like I said, I also... I also would want to put my children in those spaces that cause them to advance, that would actually put them ahead. Like, I would, of course, try to push for my kid to go to, you know, uh, HBCU. But at the same time, I would also push for my kid to say, let's go to Harvard, let's go to Yale, let's go to Princeton, let's go to one of these white schools so you can get, you know, get a better education. Honestly, I think it's somewhat of the same narrative that I hear parents say when they say, okay, well, we're going to move to a better neighborhood so that Pookie can get a better education at this school. That's that's what it sounds like to me. Now, I don't know, like, like I said, I ain't no parent, but that's what it sounds like to me. So I always push an HBCU, you know what I'm saying, just like I always push being in a, a black neighborhood, being in a place where you can be around your own people. But at the same time, I don't think that we should always just go back to completely segregation segregating amongst education because at the end of the day, I want to know what my counterparts are learning. You know what I'm saying? Especially if there's something that I have not seen in my own culture. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes that as black people, 
we get so stuck in our, I mean, granted, our culture is the bomb, but sometimes we can get so stuck in our own culture that it causes us to be left behind. And like I said, I'm going to talk about it more on Thursday when we talk about Ruby Bridges. But that I think that's the whole point of her integrating schools so that I don't just get stuck with a black person's education. But I am able to understand and learn and read what the white people are reading. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll pause it right here. So I've not um, obviously crossed that bridge with my daughter, but I really want my daughter. I, I have nothing against HBCUs. I think they're great. Um, but I have not attended HBCUs. Um, and it wasn't like a super conscious decision. I went with the schools that had the best program for what I wanted. And it just so happened they weren't HBCUs. Um, I think that for my kids, um, the choice will ultimately be theirs, but I'm not necessarily pushing an HBCU. They have a lifetime of experience around Black folks. I want you to get out, Thanks, and I want yeah. you to experience other things. Um, one thing that I have noticed, and uh, this may ruffle feathers, is my opinion. Um, one thing that I have noticed about my friends um, who have attended HBCU is that they tend to see the world through a very different lens it's very them against us in everything mm. and i do not care for my children to grow up with that mentality they will understand the realness of this world what their race impl you know implies they will understand all the things um right. i really don't want them walking around here talking about the man and and you know living their life just waiting and, and, and just waiting like on guard um for you know someone of, of of our you know our lighter counterparts to do something or you know i just i, I don't want that i really want my children and granted this also applies you know elder went to school during a different time um you know so i heard her experience is absolutely valid um and i know that the environment at that time especially in the south um would be very different from say the north in this particular time so i'm for my children i'm thinking forward to what society could possibly look like um for them what it will bring which is again why i think about things like trump back in office and all of that um because these are things that could affect my kids um but I, I want them to go to whatever works especially my daughter who is neurodivergent who is absolutely brilliant i want her to go to a school that's going to foster that um that's going to support that that's going to give her the supports that she needs um that's that's what i want and from what i have looked into um at this point it's not HBCUs that have the most supports for her. Um, but again, when we get to that point, that may change. But um, what about not even HBCUs though, Evan? What about just regular school and education? Because like I said, that's kind of like parents now, whether it's not uh, uh, college, but that's like parents now who say, hey, I'm going to take my kid out of this area, out of this region, because I don't want them to go to this black school that does not foster their creativity they does not foster that and i'm gonna take them to this white school that knows how to you know foster that neural creativity or that whatever word i, I can't even think of the word yeah oh. um yeah i would, I would I, okay go ahead I, um uh evan i was i mean he says i if you got something to say go ahead and then i'll answer the question that he asked that, well, he, that he asked me I, I am a little balanced because i went to majority white school before i went to the so i was in the reverse and so that's why I know how to function in all cultures. So I wanted to go to HBCU because I had been to school with all majority white where I was in the minority. My daughter went to uh, you know high school with all people that look like her. 
So she went to University of Memphis to get the diversity as far as, you know, being diverse. And I said, you know, I prefer you go to HBCU, but, you know, I'm good with, I'm good with the University of Memphis. So I don't have anything against the other school. I just, my thing is this, I don't want it to be, HBCUs to be labeled as less than, and that's the way it's considered. They are less than, and they are not. It might've started off less than, because we had to get, you have used books and used this and stuff. But even with the used books and taught a different curriculum because, you know, you're a person, all of that, we still excelled, we still advanced because we knew better. So they had to use other ways. That's my, that's my strongest beat. HBCUs, HBCUs have been looked at as less than when that's not the case. If, if the HBU, HBCU doesn't foster what you need, okay, find the school that fosters what you're trying to do. And like you said, uh, Ed, once your babies get to that point, things may have flipped again. It might be an HBU that offers the curriculum that, that you know, will advance your, your children. And that may be an option at that time. But at this time, it's not available. Totally understand that. Makes perfect sense to me. You go with what's best for your, you know, uh, your children and what your children think is best for them, and y'all come to that understanding. Yeah. So to what to what I would just say, I don't, and this is just for me presently, um, even as somebody who's currently in school, I don't, I don't get that there is this HBUC, HBCUs are less than. I don't. That that's not the understanding that I that I have. Um, that's not what I've you know necessarily heard or experienced. Um, like I said, I know you went to a school during a different time, um, and it definitely was. Um, that was definitely the culture at that time. Um, my mother was uh, very heavily dissuaded from going to an HBCU um, that she really wanted to go to, and she just ended up not going to college at that time because she was just so dissatisfied, and my family fought her tooth and nail. She ended up not going to college till years and years later. Um, I think she was like 40 when she finally went to college. But um, yeah, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily get that um, looked down on, um, you know, portion of it. I know um, different accreditations, um, you know, different schools have different accreditations. I don't think one is better than the other, but if we are honest, um, even with HBCUs having a particular accreditation, the word Harvard, the word Princeton, um, any of those Ivy Leagues on a resume is, is, is just because they're rep. I'm not saying it's right, but it's going to trump any other name. They're going to be like, oh, they went to Ivy school. Okay. All right. Um, and that's, that's the one that they're going to pull out of the stack. They're not going to be looking at, you know, what organization accredited or whatever. It's, it's just an unfortunate reality. Um, I'm not going to push my kids to go to Ivy League schools again. If it has, you know, what they need, great. Uh, would I love them to? Absolutely. I would love for them to, you know, have that particular leg up. But I also want her mind. I'll just talk about my daughter for now because she's closest to it. Um, and she is neurodivergent. She is absolutely brilliant. This we know. Um, I want her mind to shine. I want her academics to shine. Wherever that is, is wherever it is. Um, but Prophet, I done forgot the question you asked me now. Can you ask me that question one more time? Would you prefer like the segregation of school 
um, like when it comes to education, would you prefer, you know, Rain to go to a more black school over going to a white school? You know what I'm saying? Would you prefer, like, does the education look, does it depend on the demographic or does it depend on, like you said, the value of the education, I guess, that she is getting? So I've had the best of both worlds. Um, I went to a all white country school and I was one of five black people in my grade. And then I've also went to high school in the hood. And my experience at that country school was far more academic based than my experience in the black school. My experience in the black school was more, um, they were really trying to teach us about, you know, being in the real world as a black person. Um, You know, it was more cultural. There were more things to you know, culturally push us and all of that, um, and, you know, empower us. And that was, that was beautiful. Um, the country school was strictly academic, you know, they will see you for your mind. They will see you for these grades, get these grades. Whereas in the black school, they were really pushing the athletes in my humble opinion, more than anything, the athletes got most of the money. Those of us who were in academic clubs had to beg for stuff, but throw it to the the basketball team. I mean, especially the basketball team, because my high school, they have been state champions for years, um, years on years on years. Um, Several, you know, NBA players have come out of that school. And so, you know, like all the money went there. And so it just that was not the best experience. And so, you know, depending on where we live. You know, at at the time, we'll see. Um, I would like my daughter to get into a different environment. Like I said, she's 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 gonna be around black people forever. She has family, she has parents who have a black experience who are raising her. So you know, I just I want her to go where she's she's gonna shine. If we're in an all white place, then cool. I would like her to have a different experience. Right now, her school is like sixty percent black, like. Mm, I'm gonna say like 30% Hispanic and then like that last little bit of white students. So her school is heavily black and Hispanic. Um, as this area, this area is really changing. Um, we're getting a lot more white people in this area, a lot more Asian people in this area. So it's it's really diversifying. Um, DC, Maryland is really going through a flip right now uh, with its, its demographics. It's very interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would love for her to go to an all-white school, absolutely. I mean, what I experienced, I know some people who went to all-white schools have the experience that they were singled out, that they were bullied. I didn't get that. They were, like, treating me like I was a, like a China doll, like I was just some rare, exotic uh, beauty they had never seen before. It was so interesting. Um, changed my hair. It was, a, it was a whole spectacle. Oh, my gosh, how did you do that? Oh, you changed your hair color. How did you? Like, it was it was funny. It was hilarious. But I also had the brain to compete with them. I was I was at the top of my class with the rest of them. Um, so I could compete with them. I didn't have there was nothing that singled me out or made me feel awkward. And I would love for my daughter to have that experience as well. Um, you know, just a very diversified environment, I think would be great for her. Because I'm not raising my daughter to believe that black people are somehow, um, you know, a, as a minority or, you know, seen to be inferior or any of that. Um, I'm going to teach her about what it is to be a person first, not not you're black. So you got to be 10 times better. That's not where we're at right now. Um, and my prayer is that by the time that we 
cross that bridge with her, that that will not necessarily be the case um, like it is for many of us. I just have to see how things change. You know, she's young. She's five. And so we'll, we'll see how the world turns and how things happen. But I just wanted to be in the best environment. That, that's going to foster her mind. I that's That has to be my priority for my child. Somebody else who has a black child that's not neurodivergent, you get to focus on race. You get to focus on all of that. But when it comes to my kid and her mind, I, I just got to focus on her mind um, and what's going to be the best for her because she's already got stuff stacked against her um, with that. Now, thankfully, she is a level one autistic um, who also happens to be, you know, gifted. So the gifted part is what we're going to focus on. But seeing that autism on her on her paper is something that's already that's already gonna be an odd stack against her so i just have to think differently so i don't know somebody who has a child who doesn't have that may have a different answer but yeah i'm all for it i'm not i'm not against her going to an all-white school i loved my experience at an all-white school absolutely i wish i had the money to go to an ivy league school because i would go i have the grades i just ain't got the money <laughs> but i would love to go to an ivy league school because i know my mind could compete um, and they have some of the most um, competitive psychology programs out there. Um, the school I go to now is is a white school. Southern New Hampshire is a white school. Um, but I love the experience. Although I'm online, they do a really good job with allowing the online and the campus students to come together and merge with events, you know, over Zoom and portals. I get to chat with my classmates from all over the world. Um, and those who are on campus, we get to chat during debates. It's really cool. So I, I love the diverse experience. Um, and I would love for my daughter to have the same. So, But no, I don't think we need to go back to segregated schools. Absolutely, I do not. Okay, okay. Ebony, I'm like you. I went to a majority white high school, one of the top in the country. Uh, it's always in the top 10 or 15 in the country. I went to White Station High School in Memphis. So in I, I feel you on that. I wouldn't trade that my education from there for nothing. I mean, it was a one. Mm-hmm. Let me refresh just for a little bit because the time now is ten forty-five. Well, ten forty-eight, and y'all know around about ten forty-five, I always start trying to wrap it up because you know around about eleven o'clock I need to start. Hey, prophet, how you doing? You how doing you doing all right this morning? Mm-hmm. Amen. Grace and peace to God, our Father, to all of God's people and to all of you that are in the room. I bless and honor the Father uh, for this curator of this space. Amen. I honor you, prophet. Hallelujah. I appreciate uh, it. And uh, to the woman of God, miracle mother, I wanted to say this piece because I don't know if you've tapped into it, but I think you should look into it. These Ivy League schools have scholarship programs for African Americans that they will fund you fully. Glory to God, just because, quote, unquote, we are the minority. And uh, uh, think it not strange, they have to have, they have to meet a quota of the African-American school, um, uh, I mean, the the African-American population at their schools, so that this is why this program is in full effect. So check into it. Um, I don't really know. Okay, thank you, sir. You can slide this card here, okay? Thank you. Yes, wipe that card in Jesus' name. Yeah, it's going to go right on through. But, yes, please check into that if you are not already fully funded. Um, But these Ivy League schools have to have a certain amount of African-American students enrolled. And so they have put um, these fully funded scholarships and programs in place. So 
I just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate it. I, w- I appreciate it. I, want, I, w- I was going to refresh real quick, though. Because I want to hear, you know what I'm saying, from Pastor Charles and Prophet Christian. Like I said, y'all, I had an amazing weekend. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, of course. Um, and we're going to wrap up with final remarks and questions of the day. But you know what I'm saying, just to recap the room, we were talking about, you know, just some of the stuff that we've seen this weekend. Y'all know on Mondays we do the Weekend Rewind where we talk about some of the stuff that the preachers preached about, even though Pastor Charles late. <laughs> we talk about what the preachers have preached about, even though Christian late. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, and we also discussed some of the new We late because we were slain in the Holy Ghost. And uh-huh. Holy Ghost hangover. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, Holy Ghost hangover. <laughs> But listen, I definitely understand. Um, but like a part of my weekend was requiring me just to sit at home, chill, listen to God, focus and pray, build the curriculum for our conversation. Because I tell people, I don't just want to come in this room every week and just have pointless and meaningless conversation. No, I think the people that come into this room and listen to us every day that comes back to this room in the audience and will sit down in the audience and will listen to us, whether it's just me or five other people, because we we, we actually have conversations with substance value they're thought provoking and yesterday i had the time to actually sit down listen to god and build a curriculum for this week as we kick off black history month christian we had a conversation today just looking back on some of the things that you know we've seen this weekend starting with the grammys and key police situation and whatnot and of course we escalated into the rest of the conversation which is black history um because we noticed how when it comes to these award shows and stuff like that like the grammys the emmys the oscars and stuff like that black people are always slighted black people are always you know kind of shunned and whatnot we talked about how jay-z got up there and won the dr dre hip-hop award but at the same time Beyonce, who's one of the most decorated Grammy artists, you know what I'm saying, got the most Grammys, has never won an album of the year, but here it is, little white girl Taylor Swift can win four album of the years in a row. Now granted, I don't know if it's just because of her skin color, if I don't know if it was the industry, but we kind of had a little conversation about that, and what's interesting is Monty kind of threw something in that was kind of a little caveat to the conversation because they kind of uh, pushed my, it kind of pushed in or tapped into my curriculum. And Monty had introduced the concept of saying, that's why we need to go back to our own. We need to go back to where black people had their own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Black people had their own award shows. Black people had their own schools, education, and all the other stuff. And that kind of kicked off the conversation um, a little bit further. Because like I said, as I plan the curriculum, we're going to talk about some powerful people in black history. Um, of course, tomorrow I'm going to talk about bl- powerful black men. I'm going to talk about Antoine Fisher, his movie his story his real life some of the stuff that we actually see in that movie but then come wednesday I want to talk about, you know, some of the things that we've seen with women. Every Wednesday, we try to have Women's Day Wednesday. So Wednesday, we're going to actually address Ruby Bridges, who actually integrated the school system. You know, uh-huh, was one of the first black girls to go to a white school, you know what I'm saying, as well as Rosa Parks, who actually is turning 101 this year. They want to make her birthday a federal holiday. We're going to address those two ladies on Wednesday. And then Thursday, I think it's going to be interesting 
um, as we top that conversation on Wednesday with Ruby Bridges and integrating schools and stuff like that. Thursday, I want to talk about Jim Crow and some of the black laws that we face. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tie back into, you know, Viola Davis, you know what I'm saying? Her movie and the help because we address that too. But even Thursday, I want to talk about some of the black laws and the Jim Crow laws that black people had to face growing up. Like when we look at our times now, we see how far we've come along, but don't understand that there is still farther that we got to go. When we think about, you know what I'm saying, how far we have come, we still oftentimes have to realize the systematic issues that are still in place today. Granted, the, uh, the, 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 the ropes are a little looser now, you know what I'm saying, the rules are a little lenient now when it comes to black people, but then there are still systematic issues, there are still systematic structures, you know what I'm saying, that causes us to not be as successful as maybe the white man or whatever the case may be, which is why, you know, we have these conversations about education, schools, job opportunities, even black people and their names. I'm going to have a conversation about that next week when we talk about how, like, naming black kids and our children. Like, why do black people feel like I got to name my kid something white in order for him to get a good job? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, all those things we kind of discuss and going to continue to discuss as we go throughout the month. Now, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and try to wrap it up since the time now is 1040 with final remarks and question of the day. Y'all know on Monday's question of the day is always the same. It's always simple. It's what is your weekend highlight? You know what I'm saying? What did you do this weekend that that was memorable, that stuck out to you? For me, it was really just, you know what I'm saying, being able to relax, being able to focus, get my notes together, get certain work done. I was real proactive today, Pastor, I mean, this weekend, Pastor Charles. <laughs> Pastor Charles I was real proactive this weekend. I was getting t- content worked on. I was getting contracts signed. I was getting invoices out. I was real productive this weekend. And I was able to even, you know, spend time with God. And like I said, actually write down the curriculum, a thought process of conversation, was able to pray, you know what I'm saying, get some things even together for my ministry. Because every week I want to start sitting out, encouraging emails and stuff like that, like I used to do. So yeah, I'm getting back in the group of things so that was really fun for me to actually just sit down and relax and spend time you know focusing building strategy and listening to god this weekend so that was my highlight um as far as the room i enjoyed this room this was amazing conversation i look forward to the rest of the week listen if you haven't already go ahead and make sure you're inviting somebody make sure you're sharing the room make sure you're picking somebody in the room into these conversations because these conversations are very very impactful they're necessary and they're needed they're relevant for our time for our generation and when i mean generation i mean the people who are living during this current time not just millennials gen z but this is current for the people who are living at this time i think that these are dinner table conversations that we actually have to get back to these grandma grown folks sunday dinner conversations that we have to get back to because truth is, a lot of these kids don't know what vacation Bible school is. A lot of people don't know who Ruby Bridges and Rosa Parks is and why their life are valuable. A lot of people don't know who Antoine Fisher is, you know what I'm saying, was the black man who rose to success, who was one of the one of you know one of the first black producers and stuff like that to actually make movies and stuff like that where Denzel watched him before Tyler Perry. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta start looking up some of these people honoring some of these people and talking about some of these people. And that's what I'm going to be doing all month. So I think those are my final remarks. Like I said, that's my weekend highlight. Pull it to refresh, see where you guys are on the stage. And we're going to go in that order. Again, like I said, with my final remarks and question of the day. Ebony, I believe it's on you first. Well, enjoy the convo as always. Um, Highlight of the weekend was both of my children being gone. 
Um, my son was only gone the half of Saturday, but still, you know, he's a breeze. That's my little road dog. So, um, him being gone half of the day, me being able to watch adult television. Um, I got my nails and my feet done, which is something I've not had done in months. Um, and it felt so good to be pampered. I mean, I got the big dog pedicure. Okay. The most oh, expensive. <laughs> With the stones and the towels and the, the, the big dog pedicure. I don't think I've ever had that one before. Because I go all the way up to your knees. Listen, $85 on a pedicure is something I would never spend on myself. Woo! Um, Woo! It's yeah. amazing. I love that that package. That yeah, I was going to say, I got that $75 one, not the 80 one. Lord, Jesus. Listen, it, 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 refreshes you. <laughs> it refreshes you. It refreshes you. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really, really good. I almost fell asleep in that chair. Um, dry your hands, Rain. So yeah, I almost fell asleep. So yeah, that that one was amazing. And then that while that was going, they started on my nails, gave me a glass of champagne, which was dope. It was just a great experience. Like I told y'all earlier, it looks like it might have came with a price, um, but it, it was it was great nonetheless. Y'all pray for me that this test is negative later because I ain't got time. Um, I ain't got time for no COVID. I do not have time. So that's what I'm believing. I'm going to test myself again a little later and uh, make sure it's all good. But yeah, y'all, I had that was the highlight of my weekend for sure. Um, church was amazing yesterday as well. Um, I came in on E and left um, full and just feeling good and ready to conquer a new week. So yeah, that's it. That's my weekend. Um, I, of course, I'll be here tomorrow. Depending on what this test say, I'm going to be in the house all week. So we shall see. Uh, but I love y'all. Hope y'all have a great and productive day. And I will see y'all back tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ebony. Thank you so much. Uh, Mama Lynn, it's on you. Doop. You done came back. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. The question of the day, what was the highlight of your weekend? Uh-huh. My highlight of my weekend is that I got a revelation about myself yesterday. Uh, um, as y'all know, I'm, I'm decluttering so I can pack up and move. And uh, <laughs> the Holy Spirit just talked to me and brought some stuff to me. And I sat down at the dining room table and I told my daughter, I said, she looked at me, she said, Mama, what's wrong? And I was trying to hold myself together so I can get it out. But I told her, I said, your mama is a, um, like a background. Not like a hoarder, but uh -huh. not like them people on TV. Because I'm, I'm, I'm keeping stuff that I really didn't, really don't want or need. But if I had some type of sentimental value to it, you I was holding hold on, on to it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and Lord was like, you gotta, right, let, that you gotta go. let it go, Bobby. <laughs> you gotta let it go. Oh. And I mean, it I I didn't understand it, but part of that was due to keeping people in mind that I'm not with no more, friendships gone, loved ones gone, all that stuff gone. And I literally want to shout in my car. I'm driving yesterday morning back home from the store. And I mean, it was a great revelation. It was a great 
revelation and a great relief. I went back in the house and I told her, give me five minutes. And we got busy. We didn't, we got another boat. No, we took a, two cars yesterday and got rid of stuff. No, Saturday. And then yesterday we took one car and got rid of a load of some stuff. And then we got another load of stuff ready to go. I'm ready to go. And then I said, we said we was done. Then last night I got up and started <laughs> cleaning out my shoes. Just holding on. Just holding on to stuff. We got to learn how to let stuff go. Uh, the weight of all that stuff and me letting it go, I felt lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. That's why I wrote the thing, I'm on a 10. Because now I I, I can release and let go. And then I watch... Uh, uh, Can y'all hear me? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, I'm back. Can you hear me? I'm back. I got a phone call. Yeah, I can hear you. Phone call. Take me out. Uh, yes, ma'am. We hear you now. Uh, watch church in, in Apostle Murray preach yesterday. Now, I had the revelation before. Before I watched church service and he preached on being free, that just took me to another level. So, yeah, my weekend was great. Uh, I got, like I said, I'm being set free. So, it's another way of purging, if that's what you want to call it. I don't care what, what you want to call it, but I just know that it was a great revelation and relief for me. And that was the highlight of my weekend. Awesome, Mama Lynn. Awesome. Yeah, you had cut out just a little bit, but I heard most of it. And I understand, Mama Lynn. I think I might have to move this year myself. Um, you know, I've been here almost three years in my little townhouse. What, three, four years? Four years? Yeah, I've been here four years, actually, in my townhouse. And I might just have to be moving myself this year. And one thing that I don't like is packing. You know, as a military brat, we was moving almost every other year when I was a kid and stuff like that. And I hated packing because, like you said, those sentimental moments that you have with trying to throw stuff away, keep stuff, ooh, it, it can weigh on you sometimes. It can really, really weigh on you. But I believe that I, you're I was to, You know, you said, well, it was funny because Tierra then left the room. Titi then left the room. You know, uh, I, we found three IDs that was my mother's. Mother died in Ophel. Why I got these? <laughs> we found goo gobs and goo gobs and goo gobs are obituary. Why? Why do we keep obituaries? I be keeping. See, yeah, that's stuff that I keep too. Like I keep obituaries too. I got rid of them. <laughs> I put them in the box to be shredded. They go. <laughs> long as I'm living, they living. Fact. Okay, in my heart. Okay, I, I don't want to move that across country. I don't want to move that. Let the dead bury dead. Okay. <laughs> children's books. I'll count in children's books. My kids' books. I found one, found the video game. Yeah, I know. Probably old, probably didn't work. Just 
stuff. And I got rid of it. We had tubs and tubs and tubs of uh, uh, DVD, HD, the big tapes, 8-track tapes, whatever, movies. Only tub that we kept is the one with the Disney movies in. And I told her, eh, I don't know if I just want to get them away. All the other movies, I don't care about. But the Disney movies, I don't know if I want to give them away. I'm gonna have to have the whole. Oh yeah, come on, the VHS tapes. Yeah. Oh yeah, keep them, Mama Land. They're gonna be valuable, or you can give them to me. They're gonna be valuable soon. They're gonna be collectible. I gave away two tubs of them. Only ones I kept was the Disney movie. See, uh -uh, y'all gotta keep the VHS. Them collectibles. (laughs) And then I got, you know, I got the uh, the the disc movies. So I got a case of them. The tears of, we said, well, we're going to keep them because we can play and watch those. But just uh, just think about it. Crayons, coloring paper. I had stuff. And I'm like, why? Wow, my kids are grown. Here, <laughs> bounce her report card. <laughs> For four, fifth, fifth, sixth grade. And she was in Montessori. Why? She don't want it. I said, it's yours. Don't you want to keep it as a keepsake short to your nieces or something? They know I graduated from college. They can look at that picture <laughs> I graduated from college. Okay, that's enough. Because, you know, my daughter, she don't keep nothing. So, you know, I said, we'll put it in the shred bin, you know. And Lord said, just, just let it go. Let it go. It's just stuff. Especially when you're moving from one state to another state. And it's 13 hours away. Mama Lynn, what state y'all moving to? Rhode Island. Oh, wow. The smallest state in the United States. I thought, look, you moving me from cold to cold. You'll be all right. <laughs> but hey, not my will, but it is. So I'm gonna be obedient and do it. But I, I, it's a process, y'all. It's a process. So yeah. So first, before you pack, start purging. And ask the Holy Spirit to guide you through it properly. And he will. You might not like it, but he will. And, and, and then when you finish, you'll see what you got to pack up to move. So, yeah. I ain't ready, Mama Lynn. I ain't ready at all. <laughs> you might as well get ready. You know you got to move. You might as well get ready. You're right. Get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> what's that get ready get ready get ready <laughs> all right ain't that what uh td jake said say <laughs> so get ready td jake said a lot of things amen td jake said a lot of things i ain't gonna say what else td jake's be saying <laughs>
swallowed up? Have you ever been swallowed up? Have you gone through a time of swallowing where everything was overwhelmed? Elder, it's all you. I got a client, y'all. Okay. Have a good weekend. Okay. <laughs> Pastor Charles, good morning, sir. How you doing? I noticed you and Bishop Jakes had on that same purple robe yesterday. But his censure didn't fall down in the middle of the It so did. I ain't nobody tell you to do all that praise and worship and bouncing up and down. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I said he's going to get overheated in that robe. I seen you. Hey, you seen him nice. over there bouncing up and down in that purple robe. <laughs> It was all right. It was just like that's what he's supposed to do. Not too much on the bishop designate. Not too much. Christian, you should have seen him. You should have seen him. He was doing so much jumping and bouncing around. His his garments fell. Not too much on the bishop designate. He's supposed to do that. That's what's wrong with the rest of them. They ain't got no praise. They got on garments with no praise. That means they ain't got no power. Pastor Charles said he gonna be like David. He gonna praise him till his garments fall off and let them fall. that means the Lord is adjusting things and he's taking them high. I received not, that. Not, not too much on the bishop designate. Not too much. <laughs> I had to come up my mic. Not too much on the man of God. You see, Christian, it came to your rescue. Pastor Charles, did I tell you, I was hollering. And Pastor Charles ain't ain't worried about it. He stepped on over it. The armor bearer came and picked it up. And Pastor Charles kept on praising. <laughs> Listen, that was, let me tell you something. I, I, I was, I call myself, I wasn't trying to be uh, extra, but I, I, I was wearing that particular garment because I usually have another overlay that goes with it and um, that I normally wear with it. But I was like, nah, let me just use the, I want to use the cassock and really, really just use that part because I never got to use the censure, really, the, the belt piece that's called the right. censure. And I was, I was like, oh man, let me put the censure on. And, and I said, ooh, it fits nicely and everything. Man, that thing. I didn't even realize, but the thing just slipped right on. It slipped right on off. <laughs> but yeah, um, but it's it's a great week. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little late late today. I was uh, up. I'm a night owl, so and so that means I'm a late morning person sometimes. So I'm awake. I'm here. Thank for thanking the Lord. And yes, sir, I made a determination. If you want, if I'm if I'm gonna be in this thing to uh, to be a bishop in that area, I do not want to lose my dance and my praise. I'm not gonna do that. I think that while I can dance, I'm gonna make sure I do it. But uh, anyway, um, but it was a good good day, good weekend. Um, so this is kind of a moving week for my youngest son. So I'm going through a little bit of challenge with that. Uh, got a few little odds and ends that I'm not gonna let the devil uh, have residence with me about. Oh, Zach, moving out, and you said. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sad, but it's also this kind of, you know, I think I think there's a lesson in this for everybody, and I think one day um, we'll be able to really announce it, enunciate it properly. Um, you know, you you go through all these wonderful things to try to raise your kids and make sure that they do well, and then as they start to detach, it depends on the kid, but some they detach and they don't realize it. And I, and I look at myself and say, did I do that to my parents? Or did I do that to my dad or whoever? And that is um, looking at where you're going and looking at it so well that you forget the good that you got from where you were. And then it's kind of like everything else that everybody else does is wonderful. And everything you did was nothing. Case in point, um, 
like uh, my wife made his favorite, whatever it was, I guess, because he was talking about, always talking about the place that he goes mm-hmm. and how wonderful that, you know, they, oh, they, they, they cook real good. They're really cooking, really cooking. So, so, so my wife kind of feeling looked some kind of way. So she made some, made something that he, he really likes. And she told him that he, she was making it. Well, he, why does he come in here? He and his friend is helping him to move. Why are they come in here with bags of, of food in terms of uh, like a, a burger from a burger joint or something like that? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I said, dude, I said, you had to tell her about that. You know, you're going to need to do that because she made this stuff and had this stuff ready for Ooh, I, I forgot. I know because you, you're being, you're just being a whatever that is. A young like, kid. Yeah, I mean, Pastor Charles, yeah, I ain't going to cap. When you're that age, sometimes we don't consider stuff, you know what I'm saying, as much as we should. I remember back in that that, that time, I used to live with my uncle, you? right? And he would get, my 24. uncle would get mad because 24. Yeah, he, he yeah. He would get mad because I would order DoorDash and he would do he would get mad he like the same thing that you're saying. Cause I would literally order DoorDash not thinking about him, not considering, oh, this this man house. He want, what if he wanted something to eat? What if he like it's probably food and like we just don't consider that at those young ages. We are literally considering our life, our next step, our next move, not thinking about all the people around us and their efforts. Well, anyway, <laughs> it hurts your feelings. Well, I mean, you know, it's but this like, is the thing, Pastor Charles. They don't think about us, but let us do that. And yeah. they come around and see us eating the first thing. But did you give me something to eat? You got some more? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you got you something to eat that you think about me? Thanks. <laughs> okay. But but you know the pro the, the thing is is more, yeah, it's more that, you know it's more that that whole you know I I know you do it lead but I think it would be nice if people I mean yeah I, maybe I'm just be maybe we, I mean I'm being a baby because I'm the I'm the one picking up arms for my wife because like you know she's already having some issues with it still you know every so often and I'm trying to get her through that process and I'm like dude at least make her feel feel good about eating and eat her food before you go. On your merry way, but that's <laughs> you know what. But uh, but it is what it is. But anyway, I, I wasn't even planning on necessarily talking about it, but it's there, so um, it is what it is. Um, but I will say, um, in in all, in spite of all of it, um, we have people in place and things are good. And if I need to play, I can play. So it's not. That's what play. I was going to ask you, Pastor. I was. Mm-hmm. I noticed somebody new was on that organ yesterday. Is that that was the same guy. Same guy, oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, he's not. No, he was busy. He's at his new, at his new, where he's where he's trying to go. So we had to come home uh, yesterday to get. He's coming to get his stuff and moving. Okay. And you know what? I'm saying good. God bless you. You know, maybe I need to have a, a, a nicer attitude about it. But no, get your stuff and get out of here, so I can get out of here. All right, Pastor, you're you gonna know? be an empty nester now. You know what? And it's gonna be good. Me and my wife were we, we were. Uh, discussing that the other day, and you know what, we we actually had a great weekend. You know, just together and just we were just sitting there, you know, just chatting and talking. And yeah, I can walk around your house naked and stuff now. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> make it, make it nice. Have parties all over the house. Listen, <laughs> this is my house. This is my house anyway. 
and I, ain't no, everybody got no claim. I'm gonna change the locks. I'm doing it all. I got electronic lock. Everybody gonna be locked out. <laughs> get your stuff and get out of here. You know. But anyway, <laughs> I know, and he may, you know, for all I know, this be the last time he gets to eavesdrop on any conversations that I'm having. So take that too. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I mean, you know. Um, we are, but and you know, I will I'll probably help you discuss at some point about the college thing. But neither one of my boys wanted to go to college, and they well, my oldest did go for a little bit, my youngest did not. And he's he's very gifted with music and stuff like that. But I'm like, dude, suppose God forbid, but suppose something else happens, you know. But I'm I'm like, you know what, it's gonna be okay, you know. I, I didn't finish all my college stuff either, but I'm, I'm finishing it now. <laughs> And, you know, I'm going to still retire. I'm still going to do what I need to do. But, you know, I mean, God has blessed us. I'm making, I'm doing okay. I'm, you know, I'm not, it's not perfect and I'm not perfect, but we're doing okay. And I'm, I'm glad that my wife and I are, are, um, are stable enough that we can have a house, that we're stable enough to have vehicles. We're stable enough to be able to, you know, God has blessed us to, to, to do ministry and we're doing what we're doing. And it's just like, I'm thankful. Um, without all of the things that people say that you have to have in order to be successful, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think success is I think success is in you. It's not just it's not just uh, something all that you do all the time. But some things are just in you that God um, graces you to go through life with, and as a result of your life, um, and you lift Him up in the process, it, it works out. So that's my take today. But anyway, it's a good day, and um, just looking forward to. Uh, the coming week and the coming days uh, for what God is doing. Lord, have mercy. We're getting. It's, I'm two months away, four months away from uh, from this bishopric thing, and I don't. I almost feel like I'm behind the eight ball. Pray for us, though. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be around. Bless you. Awesome, awesome. Pastor Charles, two questions. Um, is that going to? He transitioned to, um, to transformation. He's, he is going to Oklahoma. I don't think he has anything stable yet with transformation except for being a contractor. But, yes, he is going that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And I know you said he just got engaged too, right? He's taking his girlfriend or his fiance? So he's not. He's, his mind is engaged, but they don't have the, she don't have the ring yet. I think he's getting the ring made or something. Hold on. What you so, said? His mind is engaged. Yeah. <laughs> But no, you're in the day until you got a ring. So until you, she has the ring and she knows she got the ring. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, she's not she's not moving yet. She's not moving yet. But they are already making the plans and everything towards that. You know, if I have a small wedding and everything, whenever that happens, I'm planning to be there. It depends on how he leaves here. If he leaves here, I'm staying my hips home. I'm gonna tell you now, man. You, you, these rascals like this, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. We were kind of going in. Well, I don't. Well, I'm staying, and I don't. I said, you know what? Mm-mm. You know what? When life hit him for real, I just pray that he has enough fortitude to be able to do what he needs to do, because it's gonna hit him. Because he thinks he's wonderful now. Because I've been where he is, and he gonna walk that lonesome road by himself. <laughs> all of that. Listen, mm-hmm. I think we all have. That's why I think it's so funny. Me being able to actually meet Zach and know you as a father, man, I can only I can only laugh because I wish I had a father who was like that. I had my um my my real dad was in my life. I had my stepfather, 
And of course, my uncle was the one who, after I left college, he took me in, you know what I'm saying, before I got another apartment and let me stay with him and whatnot. But, you know, I hear your heart, and it sounds like a father's heart, which is so genuine and so so healthy for you as well. Because, I mean, it shows you not only that he's growing, but it shows you a level of growth within you as well. So, man, I, I'm going to pray for I'm going to continue to pray for you, Pastor Charles. I'm going to pray for you and, and Lady Tremita that y'all get through it, that y'all have peace, that y'all find peace not only within the church, but y'all even find peace within y'all home and be able to walk around naked and enjoy yourself. <laughs> look, look, that, that right there ain't going to be no problem. That last part, no problem at all. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. This is my house. This is the house you're going to me. <laughs> Listen, and the pastor, Charles got a big old house too, y'all. So trust me, he's going to make use of all of that house. <laughs> yeah, I need to get outside, though. You pray for us, though, for real. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can downsize now because it's just y'all too. Get you a nice little two bedroom or a three bedroom. Because what y'all got? Five bedroom now? Yeah, y'all can downsize to a three. Six, bro. Oh, it's six? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -mm. They got a palace. Uh, Mama Lynn, it's huge. It's yeah, huge. It's not huge in the right way, though. It's not huge the way I want it. If it was one story, I would stay here, but it's not. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because when you get older, you don't be want to walk up them steps. I can already yeah, understand exactly. that. Yeah, I can already Me too, understand that. Yeah, I, I walk up and down them here at this plant from building to building to building. I do a lot of walking. So, you know, the doctor even said, I need you to exercise. I said, I do every day, five days a week. And she said, well, uh, you need to exercise more. I said, uh, I work at GE. I deliver the mail for GE. And you, you, you done passed it, right? You know what I'm talking about? She looked at me. She said, you exercise enough, more than enough. I thank you. <laughs> you exercise you more than in, enough. If you go up and down your steps more than five times a day, you got your exercising. I'll see. I have to check on my Zen, Mama Lynn, because I know I run up and down my steps all day long. <laughs> That's all I do is run up and down my steps all day long. Yeah, because one doctor wanted me to count my steps, and I told him I will not. I mean, sometimes it is healthy. I used to count my steps, and I was counting them when I worked at the hospital. And when I counted, when my thing, my counter went over 20,000 steps in a day, I was like, I'm not counting these steps no more. <laughs> I know I'm getting more than enough because they say 10,000 steps, right? I get more than 10,000 steps. In. So on Saturdays and Sundays, if I want to sit at home on my dusty, dusty, and don't go, <laughs> you're going to do just that. Do right. I, hey, you're right. You deserve it, especially when you start moving up in age. You're right about it. All right, well, I think last but not least, uh, we got Prophet Christian to go ahead and give us his final remarks as well as question of the day. What was your weekend highlight? Prophet Christian, it's on you, sir. Well, my weekend highlight, um, I have completed four days of my challenge. Hallelujah. Today is day five of the 30-day prayer challenge. We are excited. It is going well. God is well pleased. Um 
yeah, so we're just we're just doing what God wants us to do, and there is ooh, church Sunday is, is unexplainable. Did you get some kind of award or something? Because I congratulated you. Yes, ma'am. So I am now a um, a certified kingdom transformation coach, um, and so I have finished my coaching course. And um, folks have called me in to bring transformation to their ministries um, because that's who I am. I, I build transformation in any and everybody that I come in contact with. Praise God. So, um, yeah, I did graduate. <laughs> so I'm grateful. How yes, long was I'm that grateful. course, Prophet Christian? So it was, um, it was a 90-day um, intensive training. Typically, it would take 12 months, um, but I chose to do it in 90 days because the demand was um, high for me to come in, and I wanted to be sure that I had all of my ducks in a row and different things of that sort. And so, yes, it was amazing. And I am doing the work, and God is pleased. <laughs> but yeah, so um, an, an extinction of that, of course, my events of, you know, the gathering at the altar, um, my day, 30-day prayer challenge and some other things are coming out um, within the book and different things like that. And so y'all just keep praying for old Dr. Christian Daly because God is doing the work and I'm excited about it. Um, so yes, um, I'm grateful. Sunday was crazy. Amen. Um, the Holy Ghost swept through the place. And of course, you know, wherever I'm at, I, I bring deliverance wherever I'm at. And God knows deliverance showed up and we thank God for being God. And we thank God for moving like he does. And we thank God for freedom. Amen. The saints of God need to be free. But it's, it's, it's the time and the hour that we get back to uh, demonstration in church. You know, we go to church and there's no power. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And there's no healings and no miracles and different things of that sort. So I'm grateful that God is still on the throne and we are continuing in God. So y'all keep me prayed up, keep me lifted. And I will do the same for you. God bless each and every one of you. And if by chance you are not a part of the 30-day prayer journey, follow me on Facebook and um, join the group. We are live every night at 8 p.m. Yes. I was just going to ask so, you about God that. I've seen your thing uh, on Instagram. You joined the group. I know. I yeah, you. I had just seen it the other day. They said register and join the thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, we are. We are live every night um, at 8 p.m. We're there for about 20, 25 minutes. Um, by 8.30, you're back to your, your life. Um, but we are praying with a target every night. Um, and God has really been strategically blessing the saints of God. So we're grateful. So God bless you all. And I'll see y'all for next time. Awesome. Well, I think that's about it for us then for today. Christian Tate. Wait a minute, Christian, take me into your Wednesday thing. I'll, 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 I'll drop in, listen, listen and learn.
Yes, ma'am. I'm going to go do it right now. I'm, I'm going to send you an invite. Yeah, because I was looking. It kind of was. I had just seen a register. I was like, I registered it. I went on there Facebook and searched for the group, and I ended up seeing it. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely be trying to pop in and support for the next 30 days, be locked in on prayer, um, honestly, because I'm trying to go to a new level, even in my prosthetic work, and because I ask, because I'm thinking about getting a certification, too. Granted, I'm very, very decorated. My resume is really extensive. I got a lot of names and people connected to me and behind me, but I think I want to get something like some certifications and stuff like that as well to make me seem more official. I ain't going to Absolutely. Let's connect. I'll plug you in. Official. Dr. Charles sent me some on uh, one time too for like I think it was Lighthouse University. I'ma gotta check them out too. Give me some certifications and some whatnot in Jesus' name. But um, okay, I'm gonna definitely do that because I gotta reach out to you about these grants too. We just gotta. I'm just gonna have to put you on my calendar to talk with you too. I know I gotta meet with Jay Water Day at six about a website for his church. Pastor Charles, I talked to at one o'clock, so I might as well just go ahead and add you to my calendar for the day too. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm about to give you a call today. But listen, I think it's time for us to go ahead and close on out. I definitely appreciate everybody for coming in um, and always, you know, engaging in positive conversation here in this room. I definitely believe that this room is positive, not only for us, but for everybody listening to us because it's thought provoking. It causes us to bridge the gap. It causes us to be engaged with our community, with our culture, and with the things that God is doing in the earth as well as in the realm of the spirit. I thank God for this room and this space. Uh, with that being said, though, I'm going to throw it back over to Prophet Christian if you can to pray us on not for the week uh not for the week but i'll pray you know what i'm saying give us a closing prayer for today and then we're going to continue to you know pick up this conversation later on throughout the week father we thank you we glorify you we edify you we esteem you high we thank you for doing all things well because you can and because you do always father we thank you today for the unexpected release and the unexpected doors that you shall open for us. Father, keep us under your power and under your care in the matchless name of Jesus. And we'll be careful to give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Prophet Christian. I appreciate you as well as everybody else in the room for coming in. I pray that you guys have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. I pray that your week is blessed. I pray that no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper and that I'll see you again tomorrow. Tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for waking up with the prophet. This room is ending in 3, 2, 1. Bye.